0: wait
1: let's go yo 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 yo! what's going on this is another edition of the cyj podcast how's everyone doing how's everyone doing i hope you I'm guys have had back. an amazing weekend
0: i you guys are probably back. wondering where
1: have we been janko josh pleasure to have you guys how you guys doing
0: doing good man doing good
2: I'm excited back to be from back. his uh, sabbatical um i i just want to Send out my apology to the people listening. Um, my voice is a little <clears throat> a little crazy today. I don't want to get into it, but I got a wisdom tooth removed. But I'm good to go.
1: Ready to rock and roll. So just for the listeners to know, uh, Josh has been saying some weird stuff before we started like <laughs> rec- recording. So he, 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 he might, if, if he says something like, uh, I don't know, the fuck rule, and he gets something really weird. into it. It's probably because yes. he's still a little bit into his anesthesia. So just
2: And you know what? Just, just to be fair, right now that you opened a can of worms, Charlie. Oh, but um, he's going to open a lot. Speaking today. about the tuck rule, uh, this is not me being a homer. I had a lot of time to reflect today. But if you guys are into the ESPN 3430, 30, huh. I suggest you guys watch Al Davis versus the NFL. That was a really good documentary. It dives in. To a bunch of stuff that I'm not going to spoil. If was you're fan of football, check it out. That
1: was um, back when he basically moved the team, right? In the NFL. He,
2: he kind of like, him. yeah, it, like uh, he was he like, it, like the pioneer of like switching your team elsewhere yeah. for more profit for your team. Basically, yada, 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 yada. I'm going to move
1: you and I don't give a damn what anybody thinks. So I'm going to do yes, this. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. I've been wanting to watch it. So that's good stuff. That's, uh, pretty cool. Yenko. it's good to have you back, brother. It's good to have you back. I, I hope you did. You enjoy the episode last week. Yeah, so
0: I was, my emotional sabbatical wasn't because uh, something happened. (laughs) I did get asked that question, like, are you okay? Totally fine. I went out and celebrated my in-law's 50th anniversary. Oh, wow. Props to that, man. Five-zero. Yeah, that's that's definitely uh, something to uh, achieve for. So we just spent That's a
1: landmark nowadays. It is. Absolutely. Big time.
0: So we went and uh, celebrated with them. Uh, it was, as you can imagine, to detach myself from such an event. Uh, to do this, I, if I wanted to hit fifty, I, can, I needed to uh, to stay off the podcast a little bit. Yes, you did, my friend. And and, and we,
1: and this is something that Josh and, and myself, we 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 kind of we helped Yanko come to his senses and, and reminded him. You know, these are facts.
0: These are marriage,
1: facts. Ma- marriage is a sacred thing, don't ruin it, my friend. It's a, a podcast can wait.
0: And what they mean was, I was gonna. I am not going to lie. I was carrying some headphones with me. I had my data plan ready to go cuz uh we were so we were in Mexico and uh I was, you know, I was prepared. I was prepared. But was I'm, you were ready guys for did it. some
1: some major Telcel plans going on there
0: to, <laughs> to make it work. Dead man you walking. guys you guys Dead made man it man walking. You guys made it work. You guys sounded awesome and I'm I'm ready to to go.
1: And another thing guys, so you obviously we want to also come out and apologize it is tuesday we are recording on a tuesday Uh, obviously we we it's kind of cool i got a few texts i don't know about you guys but i got a few texts hey what what the what the heck happened to the cyj uh this morning so uh, sorry we we actually got caught up the three of us generally speaking we would have made it i guess it's kind of good because with uh josh going into surgery yesterday he wasn't going to be able to join us so now he's here so i guess it's a a pretty good thing it's all right guys we're here the three of us we uh we went through quite the episode last week. Quite the craziness was going on during the actual show. That was pretty exciting. But I think everything's kind of calmed down. We're back into off-season mode. Even before the show, there was a few last-minute uh, signings. Nothing too crazy. I think the the major signings have already come and gone. But uh, there was a lot of movement. There was a lot, a lot of movement across the NFL in a matter of hours after we concluded the show, there was crazy stuff going on. Any takeaways? Any early takeaways before we get into in depth into this? How about you, Yanko? Since you didn't have much to say last week,
0: how much better can the Bucks' offense well, be? Well, after a true uh, offseason, yeah, he's probably up. significantly better. Now there we we go.
1: There's a there's some ads going on in the
0: background.
1: <laughs> so, so no, no, are, that's I, just
0: I, that is just my 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 prepared homework speaking for itself. Well, so sorry the, for that we're not,
1: we're not even gonna get paid for those ads so
0: that kind of sucks <laughs> no uh the amount of people that signed uh, the craziness behind it the frenzy who signed where for what money and I think we'll we'll do a great job and you guys did a great job of uh, covering that even with the breaking news sound yeah, clip, man. which I appreciated a, a ton I mean it made me laugh but it, it brought some validity. And it really brought, uh, some the, at least to everyone who's listening, how often and how hard it is to try to wrap our minds around things that are happening that fast, uh, give a hot take give an opinion. I, w- I know that if I would have been on the show and I've got plenty for the yeet, but if I would have been on the oh, show,
1: man.
0: uh, I might've said something that i might've changed my mind because that's later on because of how often it happens. And i don't want to get into too much of the full swing of free agency and i know we'll do a deeper dive in that in a a bit or in the coming future what i found interesting was just based on free agent signings how the nfl power ranking shifted a little bit right this person signed over here that makes this team either better and in some cases not the same like mediocre or a little worse and not because they they signed the person and he he or he doesn't bring uh good traits to the table it's just that other teams like <clears throat> you guys called it the elephant in the room i'm gonna call it and i i, I didn't hear this anyone every, anywhere else i'm gonna call them the pachyderm patriots the elephant wow. in the room the Look the pachyderm patriots made some splash signings and they're the easy ones to to really just bring out they're the easy ones to really just say they they went out and.
1: And, and mainly because they're it. the, they're the, I guess the odds, because you never see that it, it was odd to see it. So that's why it catches your attention for sure. Yeah. Uh, it, Josh, anything you'd like to add on? I know um, you're a little handicapped today, but as much as you want to, say.
2: to be honest with you, um, I don't think it was anything crazy. Um, I, we, we already knew about a couple of trades that had happened uh it it wasn't anything that you were like what uh everything you know there was a lot of free agents signed the Patriots of course uh did the unconventional thing but other than that I wasn't blown away by a lot of moves I think everybody tried to fill their their needs before addressing them in the draft and it made obviously teams stronger and some were really questionable moves but others were unfortunately due to the 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 you know the times that we're living with COVID and the pandemic, it affected a lot of teams financially because of the cap room. So they had to adjust. Uh, but so far, everything pretty much kind of came as advertised. I think in my yeah, eyes.
1: I have to say that I I was under the understanding at least with all the rumor flying and everything, it felt like it was going to be crazier. It did feel like it was going to be crazier. And as we went on with the breaking news, yeah, there were some pretty cool news, but. Nothing, nothing too crazy out there. So let's let's do this. Let's jump into who we believe are the winners of free agency. We we talked about it last week. Winning free agency doesn't mean much. So when we talk about winning free agency, we're going to get into why we believe it's winning and who we believe actually lost out in free agency in the, in the last uh, week or so. So the way I did it is I actually broke down a couple winners, a couple losers. I believe you guys kind of did the same thing. So, how about this? I'm going to go ahead and start with one of my winners. We can kind of expand into them, and then you guys can kind of talk about yours as well. So, the first one, just so we can get it out of the way, let's talk about the Patriots. For, for me, they, they they are the winners They're Patriots. Last week we mentioned it. Spending big in free agency doesn't guarantee you winning. Super Bowl. It doesn't. So it, it almost feels like we might be contradicting our, our, our thoughts from last week, but it's not necessarily the case. When you look into what the Patriots did to spend money this past week, they spent it all over the place. They didn't just spend it on one player. They didn't just spend it on one position outside of the tight end because obviously they spent a lot there. Did the Patriots get better? I absolutely think so. As of right now, and this was before the show, we are looking at 369... 12, 13 players added to their roster just in the last week. 13 new players to the Patriots roster. And you look at these names and you add on the fact that the Patriots had a bunch of players opt out for the 2020 season due to COVID. This team's going to be pretty good. This team's going to be pretty darn good if you ask me. Any thoughts on the Patriots outside of what we've already mentioned, guys?
0: I think with the the Patriots – the The signings are to me kind of reflecting of what they had as a winning recipe when the two tight end set, uh, Aaron Hernandez, Gronkowski, uh, Tom Brady, obviously there, and not necessarily stellar wide receivers, but better than mediocre wide receivers, right. So yeah. they went out and got uh, John O. Smith and Hunter Henry. I'm more familiar with Hunter Henry than I am John O. Smith because he was a, a charger, you know in the division of the uh, in the AFC West with the Raiders. And I think Josh hit it uh, pretty spot on last week when he mentioned uh, his injury prone uh, availability or inavail- mm-hmm. unavailability uh, during his stint with the Chargers. Aside from that, it really feels like Bill is taking it personal. And that's just my my hot take. woo woo! Hot take that he's taking it personal, that he looked at Tom and said, okay, Tom. You wouldn't. Sh- you wouldn't did it. Now let me show the world that I can do it without you. Yep. And then let's. Yeah. It's. It's needless to say that it's not far fetched to think that way. That Bill's thinking that way, and I talk. Of, I say Bill like if I known him for years, right? But <laughs> Coach Belichick uh, is definitely resonating uh, the win culture. And when he was winning, when they went on their powerful stint, at which feels like not too long ago. The double tight ends, the, the wide receivers. I mean heck, they signed Nelson Aguilar and I wish the Raiders would have kept him, but he was too expensive for what he was asking. He did he showed up, he did what he had to do for himself personally. Right? He hey, had, hey, he could, had his kudos audience.
1: to him. Kudos to him.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh is he, is, was he better for being with the Raiders and being uh not necessarily the star but getting the opportunities that he may not get with New England how many times have we seen stars go to New England and then kind of just fizzle out all of yeah. these names here Kendrick Bourne who you're more familiar with uh, mm-hmm. Matthew Judon John U. Smith Hunter Henry and the list goes on you could say that the Patriots quote unquote one free free one free agency but we all know and you guys hit on this last week yeah. victory isn't solidified just because you signed a bunch of checks right all these guys had to get along. All these guys had to really gel with his system. And we'll see. We'll see what the Patriots will do.
1: What I like when I look at this list is I see a good roster. I see good names. They're good contributors to a football team. They're not necessarily stars. And something that uh, they NFL Network was talking about it, I think on Sunday night I was watching it, a lot of these contracts, you look at it, oh, man, four years, $24 million, or two years, I mean three years, 22 and a half, there are a lot of one-year contracts, a lot. They're they're basically one-year contracts, you know, boomer bust kind of thing. Bill Belichick knows what he's doing at, at this point. So I like I like where he's headed. Here's a little side note that I thought was fascinating. Are you guys familiar with Kyle Vannoy? Yes? Yeah. Uh, he played for the Dolphins last year. Two seasons ago, he was actually with the Patriots, right? So as we all know, or if the listener doesn't know, when a free agent from your team, you don't re-sign him and somebody else re-signs him, there's what are called the comp picks, compensatory picks, compensatory picks, sorry. Um, the NFL will award you based off the contract that that team signed them to. So if they sign them to a huge deal, you can get as high as a third round pick basically for for doing this. So fun note, Kyle Van Noy, right? He signed this huge contract with the Dolphins last year. The NFL actually awarded the Patriots a fifth round pick for him this year. And Kyle Van Noy signed with the Patriots again. So once again, Bill Belichick proves to the world that when everyone else is playing checkers, he is out there playing chess, my friends. He is going to get a pick for a player who left the team and is now back on his roster. Kudos to Bill Belichick for working the system like the man he is, man. He is a beast when it comes to that kind of stuff. Josh, do you have any thoughts on the Patriots or should we go on to the next one?
2: No, just real quick. Uh, Nothing regarding, well, what I think Bill Belichick did in free agency just kind of goes to show us the value, the value of Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady is the ultimate bandaid and he was for all those years in new England uh, because he was, if we really look at it, he was working with nothing in the latter years. So it just uh, brings the stock up. Of course, we already know, we're not going to go into, you know, his, uh, his abilities as a new England Patriot and now at, at Tampa Bay Buccaneer, but, uh, Bill Belichick needed to do something that was outside of the box that the old Bill Belichick wouldn't do, and that's overspend. Phil, st- you know, he I, it almost seems like he set his ego aside and he, he addressed the needs that he needed to because it's very unconventional for the Patriots to spend that
1: kind of money in free agency. Be- before we transition, let me ask you this. Was he, and this is crazy to think, but is he on a, on a small leash? Bill Belichick, I mean, by craft? Considering Kraft, I mean, considering the fact that maybe Bill Belichick wanted to keep Jimmy Garoppolo in the past, they went Kraft's way. Now this is kind of blowing up in the face. You know, this is, 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 is Bill Belichick in trouble if this doesn't work out considering he spent over $200 million basically?
0: I don't think he is to be honest with you, because just the example you just gave Charlie about mm-hmm. how, you know, the Kyle Van Noy deal, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised that he's got some tricks up his sleeve just to cover his position as a, as the head coach. He might I don't think he's setting anyone up for failure. But yeah, I think no. he's 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 definitely smart enough to go, okay, this piece here, this piece there. The pieces that they got, at least on the offensive side of the ball, Josh McDaniels must have had some kind of input because it's his scheme. Yeah. Absolutely. It's his scheme definitely. and the fact that they stuck with Cam. Kind of tells me that either, A, they didn't see anyone out there worth paying slash trading for, or B, Bill's got another trick up his sleeve where maybe he addresses the quarterback position in the draft. I just I just don't feel like Cam is the answer for the Patriots. Jimmy Garoppolo, man. I keep going back to it. And as a Niner fan, I think
1: I've kind of gotten away from it. I like Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think we can make it work with him. But mm, I, 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 I could see them drafting a quarterback high this year. Yep, and maybe just maybe at that point you got a twenty-five million dollars quarterback on your cap.
0: I could see the Patriots going in there and and kind of reaching so, for the. And based the on based on NFL's power rankings, mm-hmm. they based it on how they finished the year, and then what free agency moves did for the team in regards to power rankings. All right, with the amount of signings that the Patriots did, the amount of spending again. It doesn't mean that they, you're going to win free agency and power rankings mean anything, but they went from 23rd to 20th. I don't know how yeah. en, I don't know the the paradigm that the NFL uses, or at least whoever. Wrote what this. what
1: uh what website are you basing this off of? NFL.com. Okay.
0: So NFL, okay, Yeah, so the NFL.com put out their their power rankings mm-hmm. based on free agency and how much they improved with their signings. Yeah, I don't know how they base it. But I'm, I'm a little surprised that they they didn't break at least half. I'm I, I
1: surprised by that. And I'm going to tell you one thing, Yanko. Tom Brady. When, when Tom Brady goes to the Buccaneers last year, is it safe to say that 90% of us were like, that's not going to make a difference. I mean, he's washed up. He's old, whatever. The 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 rankings didn't have him high either. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't put too much stock. It's a
0: double-edged sword. Yeah. Obviously. But I, I think Bill loves this. I think Bill loves oh, the he fact he feeds that, off of it for you know, sure. This is, this
1: is great. All right, so so let's go on to another one. Um, would you like to? Would you like me to bring up another name, and then we'll continue talking about him? Or would you guys like to bring one up? It's up to you guys how you guys want to go about this. That's Janko, do you
0: have one in mind? I'll go with winner. Yeah, and I don't, premium winner. We'll we'll bring we'll, winner. We'll go with winners, and it's not necessarily splash. It's for me. It's more surprised. Surprised that uh, the extent that they went out and did a couple of signings and uh, a low key kind of just dark horse uh, team for me are the Cardinals. Wow. Okay. They went in, look, after, during the last week's show, Josh uh, praised the X Raider Center, right? Yes. And then, uh, and one of Josh's director's cuts. He corrected when I gave praise to the Raiders center. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now he's with Arizona. And then they went and got other key players. You know, we talked about JJ Watt going there. They've got a good center. Uh, I I like the center signing. I do. I do. I do like the center. And I'm not saying that they're going to (coughs) definitely take the, the league by storm and completely just dominate everything. But they went and signed, for example, AJ Green as well. He's not the same A.J. Green as, of, as we knew him when he burst onto the scene with Andy Dalton in Cincinnati. But if you put, you know, key pieces in certain places, help your offense. We know that. I know you don't like Coach Cliff Clinsbury. Cliffsbury, however you say it. Clinsbury. thank you. But he's an offensive-minded guy. They're protecting Kyler. They're adding small pieces.
1: They are. They are. They're doing what they have to do. They're doing
0: what they have to do. To I, I could, have to do. Yeah. And that's what I respect for the Cardinals. We mm-hmm. saw some teams go out there and just like sign this, sign that. And you guys alluded to it last week too. You, just because your team isn't making signings or big, big names signings, and adding them to the team, doesn't mean that they're not being calculated. I just really feel that the Arizona Cardinals went out and they got, okay, J.J. Watt. That one's probably the most polarizing one that they made. Either it helps them a lot or it makes them at least a game better. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think we mentioned that. Yeah, game better. It makes them a
0: game better. The center is the anchor of the offensive line. If Kyler has a little bit more time to maybe run a bootleg, play action, uh, enforce uh, other strengths that Kyler's been working on in the offseason, it helps. Now, AJ. Go
1: go quick on on, on that note. Is it safe to say that that their center? Personally, this was my thoughts, and I think you're convincing me as to why they had a good uh, free agency. Actually, I like what you've mentioned. But is it safe to say that maybe their center addition was actually bigger, worth maybe more than one game than JJ Watt?
0: I think it. I think it definitely makes a difference in close games. the The Cardinals at the end had some close games that they lost. And if they could protect the ball if they could it's not only affecting kyler it will improve the run game look hudson he's great i was i was floored i was irritated i was uh any any type of descriptive word you want to put behind feeling angry towards las vegas was there originally when they initially it was released and then fortunately it turned into at least some kind of trade of either way the fact that he left i wasn't burnt by the idea of we got rid of a center we got rid of a good center you got rid of arguably top three easily Easy. if not the easily best. so how much better does it make the running game we saw it how oh, much yeah. better does it help a quarterback who's been in the league what 2 years now. Mm-hmm. And especially the size of Kyler. It's it's going to help. They're not done, they'll probably draft and do everything else, but now you've got AJ Green, you've got is it Christian Kirk? Christian Kirk, yep. <clears throat> there up, hasn't there has Yeah, they have, you know, they have DeHop. Larry hasn't said what he's going to do yet, but even that veteran presence.
1: And well, Isabella def-
0: Yeah. It will definitely help Kyler's confidence. And that will have a ripple effect from the top all the way down. And I think I'm um, again if JJ Watt and the center Rodney, if he if it brings another two wins, there, there that's, that's enough that's enough to get them to the playoffs. I think that's, that's enough. enough.
1: To... And I think you mentioned it, Yanko. It's not about these these went I mean, them at after free agency. It's not about oh man, did I go from 32nd to first in power rankings? No, did I improve? Did the Cardinals improve? They did. They absolutely did. My only my only concern, if I was a Cardinals fan, is is a little bit of what the Vikings did with paying Patrick Peterson. The Vikings, correct? Maybe directors. Team. Yeah, we can look into that one later. Yeah, but uh, I feel that they're overpaying for player for that player that no longer is what he used to be. They're playing. They're paying for a name. So A.J. Green is a perfect example. When was the last time A.J. Green legitimately now? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it. it so I I don't, everything else, I like it. I think you've, you've actually made me come to my senses on that. I, I believe that the, the Cardinals did get better. A.J. Green, mm, I, I don't so, like that signing at all. So really the
0: difference for, for A.J. Green, and I see where you're coming from. What I failed to mention is A.J. Green had the spotlight in Cincinnati mm-hmm. for many years. Mm-hmm. If I'm a secondary, now playing the Cardinals, I have to look. AJ Green isn't my threat. D-hop is. Not even your second threat, really. No. But if he can be partially, give me that that catch or two in in crunch time to get that first You're saying
1: maybe give him 10 to 12 snaps a game that are important
0: snaps. Exactly. If he can be the AJ Green, a glimpse of what he was, not the superstar, but a steady target. And maybe fill in the role of what larry is larry fitzgerald is that helps already alleviate some of the pressure from d hop from the running game from the passing game from isabel i mean everyone it has it has an effect so if he has any positive effect i think he has an opportunity to kind of do do what aguilar did in in las vegas
1: oh wow really that high
0: not that high but at least bring his career Back to revitalization to go, hey, I know you signed me for one year. Let me convince you to keep me around for another year afterwards. So so I,
1: I, I'm I, just going to – and I don't want to argue with you because it's not even that section to argue. I don't think A.J. Green's at that stage of his career anymore. I really don't. I think A.J. Green <coughs> – I think this is it for A.J. Green. I, I really believe if I had to pick between Larry Fitzgerald and him – and Larry Fitzgerald is like seven years older. He's He's almost like 40 years old. I think Larry – and and granted the Cardinals are in a tight position because they don't know what Larry's ultimately going to do. But if I had to put my eggs in one basket, I would prefer to go Larry-way because they paid $6 million for A.J. Green. They That's didn't. a lot of money for a guy that you're just barely going to take into consideration. You know, he's been injury-prone. Larry Fitzgerald hasn't. He's, he's he's a fragile player. Larry Fitzgerald isn't. So I get where you're coming from, and maybe, and maybe I'm just completely wrong. Maybe A.J. Green ultimately – not being that centerpiece of the offense, maybe it does work. But I do think that the last couple of years he hasn't been the centerpiece for the Bengals anymore. I think Tyler Boyd took the number one position on that team. Even last year, it was uh this kid, um number 85, T Higgins. He became yep. that off uh, that really good player, and then everything revolved around Mixon also. So I don't know. It's 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 interesting, but the Cardinals did get better. I'm gonna say that. The I don't Cardinals think he better.
0: I don't think he was the same player after was it as he tore his ACL? Was it his yeah. ACL or? I if think not, it was that'll his be a
1: gosh, uh, that'll be a good moment for for the
0: director. He had a cut. significant <laughs> injury, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so, with that significant injury coming back, I think it was recent. I think it was within. Well, the it last was two years. years. What, yeah,
1: remember two years ago with the whole he's gonna come. People drafted him in fantasy football, and then he he wouldn't come. He wouldn't come. He wouldn't come. He had trade value. And exactly. Ultimately.
0: Exactly. And I think you're. I agree. I'm gonna agree to slightly agree. With what you're saying, I just think AJ Green, this is his his time to shine, and if he wants to continue, absolutely. So maybe in the maybe NFL, the flyer is worth it.
1: I guess, I guess fl- exactly. If you look at that's exactly that's the way, that's
0: the great descriptive one. Perfect. He's taken the Cardinals took a flyer on him. They got if a little it works, better. Great, and if, if not, it works, it's a one
1: year contract. Yep, exactly.
0: Yes, yeah,
1: exactly. I agree. I agree. Josh, you've been a little quiet. Um, I know you're you are probably a little high right now, so you have no idea what's going on
2: <laughs> on
0: <laughs> life. I just, <laughs> see,
2: I just see a lot of uh, unicorns and rainbows all over me. So just to answer your question, I was going to let you guys uh, dispute. Uh, Charlie, the only question I have for you is, yeah. are you letting your Niner hate overpower no. the reality of what the Cardinals did? No, 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 One no. One thing. No, no. And then two, um, i I'm a, I'm not going to go into a rant. Uh, maybe I'll discuss the loser aspect right now. Uh, but I personally think AJ Green is an upgrade. From the football standpoint of Larry Fitzgerald, really, Larry Fitzgerald wasn't doing squad anymore, man. He, yes, I, I think, her. honestly, he he had a couple of catches here and there. He could block. He could. I'm gonna stop you, know, you right there, Josh. I'm gonna stop captain, you. Right captain, but but hold on. Let me let me just kind of wrap up the point. All right, spicy. Um, AJ AJ uh-huh. Green, um, his physical abilities is not what it used to. He's not that same dominant receiver he was. Yeah, that's that's a fact. He has been injury prone. But I think A.J. Green still has a terrific catching radius. And it's going to help the fact that he has D-hop yes, on it. one side because D-hop is going to garner all the attention and all age is going to get his one, one, one-on-ones. And however Cliff Kingsbury decides to use him, that's besides the point. What I do agree with you, uh, Charlie, is I am not convinced on, on Kingsbury at all. At all. So now I personally think hot take perhaps. He's on the hot seat. If he doesn't get to the Cardinals to the playoffs.
1: Oh. It has to this, be because that'd this, be the third year with Murray.
2: This is it. At first he, he was like, so uh, what do you call it? Excited because he wanted to coach Murray for the longest time. And now he got him at the pro level. And yeah, I mean, they did all the stuff, you know, to add compensatory pieces to it. They addressed defense. They resigned a couple of players. They addressed offensive line. They got center Rodney Hudson, but man, they're still in a tough division.
1: <laughs> they knows. they are they are and and I and don't don't I don't want anybody to think that I'm talking like this because I'm a Niner fan actually no not at all I watch a lot of Cardinal games I watch a lot of Seahawks games and I watch a lot of Rams games so that's really where I'm coming from Larry Fitzgerald her, I see a lot of his a lot of the games he is the type of player that and you know you know they they mentioned he does a lot that doesn't come out on the stat sheet
0: oh a no lot. I agree with that a lot and I, I just
1: that. I think Run blocking? I think, A- A- yes, I don't think AJ Green does any of that. So I, again, but I understand where Yanko's coming from. Again, once again, the whole flyer, if it hits, if you, what you guys are saying hits, his catch radius, the opportunity to be the third best receiver. Well, anybody would love to have that kind of third best receiver. My fear is the injuries and is he washed up? I do think that's the case. I guess the, the season will tell us, but I'm not fully convinced on the AJ degree signing. If you told me right now, who's in a better situation for next season, the 49ers or the Cardinals, I'll tell you the Cardinals because they have a better quarterback, but then the Niners have a better coach. So at that point, I, I don't so know. So you kind of
2: said you kind of said that there was a, what do you call it? Discrepancy of years, right? Yes. Um, so I'm just going to go from 2017 this way because that's when I felt that maybe AJ Green started to decline. Mm-hmm. And yes, you are correct. There's a lot of stats that don't really replicate, you know, in the stat column as a player, such as perhaps blocking. You know, Larry Fitzgerald is a is, is a statue in, in that organization. You know, he's, he's a team leader. But I'm just talking receiver. OK, okay. That, that, that's that's all I'm going to talk. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just give me receivers. So
2: 2017. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, you know what? Let's do 2018. How about that? 2018. Uh, A.J. Green, 46 catches, 694 yards, six touchdowns. Okay. 2018 for Larry Fitzgerald, 69 catches, 734 yards, 37, uh, 69 catches, 734 yards and six touchdowns. So they're kind of, kind of similar. Uh, 19, uh aj green that's when he went down with that devastating injury so which it's does that's it, a watch so yeah yeah yep. so last year uh aj green again probably wasn't all that up great but he had 47 catches for 523 yards and two touchdowns larry Fitzgerald last year 54 catches 409 yards one touchdown mm-hmm. so it's kind of it's kind of eerie that they're, it's kind of the it's, stats it's, are kind
1: of the same i guess and i guess that's where i'm kind of kind of coming from josh i feel AJ Green declined so much faster and Larry is still producing at the same production as him, <clears throat> whether it's injuries or not. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I I, totally get where you guys are coming from. I really do. I really do. It's, and it's not even just argue. I, I really believe that, you know, I just don't, I don't think there's better receivers out there. I think you could have gotten a better receiver out there. Look at the Rams. They picked up um, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. I think Deshaun in the, in the Cardinals offense would have been so much better than AJ Green.
2: But I think they already have that. No, I mean they have it in Kirk or in Isabella.
1: They do. They do. Can you have too many speed guys? Considering you got D Hop, you know. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll one, see what happens. One.
2: We'll I, I know you said the Patriots. Uh, Yanko said the Cardinals. I'm gonna go with Chargers. All uh, right. As a winner. Uh, I hate to say it. I'm. I'm trying to be unbiased here. Are you uh, jumping on my bandwagon? No, I'm not gonna go as crazy as saying they're gonna go I to the love Super Justin Bowl. I Justin Herbert. Uh, they, they addressed, (laughs) the I guess they addressed a a position that often gets overlooked, which is the offensive line. Uh, they got probably one of the best available centers out there in football to help that progression of Justin Herbert and avoid that sophomore slump. They addressed another tackle position. They already had a premium receivers. Hunter Henry was a known factor. You know, they, they already had a, you know, a couple of pieces there. So I think that only made the chargers a lot better by fortifying that relationship quarterback center. So that's my, one of my winners uh, Absolutely. in the free agency. Absolutely.
1: And then you, you add the fact that their defense was already pretty good. They've lost some players due to injury. We mentioned it. If Derwin James can finally stay healthy, granted, he's a lot of the whole like Jamal Adams kind of scenario where that kind of position, it's an impact once in a while. It might give you a big uh, turnover, a random sack. I don't think it's like before though no it's not nah. it's not especially with the way with the way the nfl no the longer rules. allows these hits yeah that strong safety position is in not what it used to be so i agree with you josh I, I like the Chargers. i mean i really agree with you i said it last week i was able to meditate on these thoughts for a whole week and i stand by it i stand by it i believe the chargers i mean granted super bowl i that was a really hot take but I, who's I, high I stand on by life it. now yeah I, I stand by the whole <laughs> what
0: was your who's at? high on life now
1: you, you're actually you're actually pointing at josh by the way so
0: oh on my screen <laughs> i'm pointing at charlie Any, i mean i i hate to agree with with josh but that's the fandom in me it's not his take it's the fandom mm-hmm. uh it'd be easy for for me to take the fanboy stance and say nah the chargers blah 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 especially that it's i've it's been pretty notorious that I don't not necessarily I don't like Justin Herbert, but the backlash that I've received for not acknowledging Justin Herbert's greatness. Oh, apparently, yeah. but it's apparently. just
1: apparently come on. now. Apparently, it's, I like I like I like how Yanko agrees. And then he's like, apparently, <laughs> apparently.
0: there's that, you know, read that fine, that fine, uh, small <laughs> lettering at the bottom. No, no, right. I, it's the Chargers are doing what they're doing. The only anomaly for me. With the Chargers is that they have a new head coach. Agreed. That's the yeah. only. That's the only thing that to me could maybe derail what looks to be. And it's at not least a big a game, right? No, no, I forget Wait, who um, it is.
1: I heard. I heard his interview. I don't remember his name, but I heard. Uh, he actually he was just very impressive in the in the in his interview. So. So was Adam Gase. <laughs>
0: that's. Well,
1: Brandon it's, Staley it's, is a head
2: coach of the chargers, but,
1: but then, there you go. Oh, there you go. But then it's Sean McVay. you know, all these random, I mean, yeah, it could, it could hit, it could hit. I love the way the, the the chargers built their scenario. I think it's awesome. I like the fact that you two have been able to not blind yourselves and see what's happening with the chargers, because that's going to take me to a loser. All right, guys. And, and, and please, this is without trying to hurt you guys, but I I really believe the Las, the Las Vegas Raiders are a big loser for three agencies this year. Not necessarily because of who they missed out on, but because of questionable moves that they've made. And I don't think the Vegas Raiders in itself are a mistake. I think, what the heck is going on with John Gruden? Is he, does he have too much power? And is he, I mean, he's tripping. You know, what's going on? He hands out all this money to Kenny on Drake. Is, does he not have trust in Josh Jacobs anymore? And then you don't have the center to run as good as you used to. You guys talked about that a little bit. Not only that... You let go of some pretty good pieces. I don't know. I, I, I'd, I'd like to hear you guys because you guys are the Raider experts, but personally from an outside view, it looks to me like John Gruden has no idea what he's doing with this organization right now. And personally, they were the fourth the fourth best team, for my eyes, in that division last year. Even though, even though the Broncos were a little bit worse, that's because of the whole Drew Locke situation. I think the Raiders actually got worse, and I hate to tell you guys that I really do. Man, we maybe, just maybe... we
0: just started the podcast. I feel like, and you already like are taking like stabs at wounds, like wide you know, open. Bro,
1: I'm, I'm sorry, Throw, no, it's like about... you threw like
0: little maggots into our Raider wounds, and then you're just making it you know, fester it, it, a it little
1: adds, bit. And I, I want to hear you guys. Maybe maybe <laughs> I'm exaggerating. Maybe I'm wrong. I want to hear you you all thought. And I put it in there because I was reading up on it when Ooh. I saw them sign what they paid for Kenny on Drake. What yeah, Jacobs. I really do, and you guys are in cap problems
0: so but... i'll 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 jump in first ginko i think ginko before before josh goes just a reminder guys we're both raiders fans josh is the the most pessimistic raider fan realistic Realistic. okay so you just by that statement you guys will see we're well, we end up but yeah go for okay. it. okay so
2: <clears throat> i already talked to you about this kind of sort of yanko yeah. um
0: what the listeners haven't so we want to here's
2: hear- here's my here's my take uh, i'm gonna go not one by one because i don't want to bore the listeners uh and ironically i do have two losers thus far in free agency one i'll dive into i did choose the raiders and the second one is the cowboys and i'll explain later uh okay. number one raiders uh trend brown needed to go I had told Yanko this last year Facts. uh they had to release him even or trade him. And they yep. did uh, for whatever reason, he didn't work out. They paid him. Uh, I, I think I mentioned this last week uh, in the words of John Gurdon to be the LeBron James, of right tackles. And yeah, we all know how that played out. Uh, one thing that I was disappointed on <clears throat> is the Raiders pride themselves, even when, um, uh, Reggie McKenzie was running the organization under Jack Del Rio in building an offensive line, and they did a terrific job at it. They did. Uh, And now it seems that John Gruden has gone the opposite way. Although he did draft the Colton Miller, and he's turning out to be a decent left tackle, but he released two premium guys in in the line. Rodney Hudson, which we already discussed, and I'm not going to go into, and Gabe Jackson, which is the right guard.
1: Another good player.
2: And the only thing I can think of, and I'm not trying to make excuses here, is maybe they saw uh, the decline of the player. Perhaps, I mean, we're not in practices, we're not in the locker room, but Carr and, and Hudson had a great relationship. He's hey, Josh,
1: gone. Josh, obviously you're, you're going into the six, and then I want to continue to hear your thoughts, but what's as, as an outsider, you know, I, I saw John Gruden come in and braid Khalil Mack. The greatest pass rusher at that time, from my point of view, for two first-round picks, right? Because you didn't need them. What? I almost find similarities here. Obviously, they're not getting the same compensation for it. But you're trading away your best players. You're getting rid of your best players in the line. So, obviously.
2: That was was my next point, too. Uh, Kenyon Drake, I do not understand that signing at all. And let's forget about the money. I mean, the money can be reshuffled every which way with, you know, 14 mil, but structured differently. All of it's not guaranteed. And it's probably
1: bogus money anyway. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I do like what they did at the defensive line because defense is the weakness, but in my eyes is okay. I know Hudson was a high premium salary cap player. So you need to probably compensate your salary cap situation. And maybe you thought uh, the salary didn't compensate for the production that no longer exists in the case of Rodney Hudson and Gabe Jackson. Correct. But you're creating a void in my eyes, or you're creating a need that did not exist. Because now you you got a center from the Texans, and we all know how that's going to work out. And they already signed him to an extension. You brought back Richie Incognito. I did tell Yanko that they did need to re-sign Denzel Good. He's a very undervalued offensive lineman. He was plug and play all over, and they did.
1: So is he like your sixth lineman, the one that plays all the positions? Everywhere, yeah. Okay, gotcha. He played everywhere, and
2: he's the the trooper that everything's the Swiss army knife. Yeah,
0: Yeah. however,
2: my focus this offseason wasn't addressing your offensive line, it was addressing your defense. And yes, they did, you know, they they did address some of those issues.
1: Then Gakwe helps,
2: but it goes back to the same thing you're creating another void that no longer existed by trading away and and then, okay, and then opening another can of worms, with Kalil Mack. The Kilomac trade, I told you at the time, Charlie. It's too much money to invest on alignment, right? We did discuss that. Yes. However, I still don't feel that he. he who won that trade? Okay, yeah, so so Josh, Josh you guys,
1: you guys got Josh Jacobs and who else?
2: It was Josh Jacobs, and I want to say it was it was Abrams from Abrams. Chicago. So uh, you're still you're well, still you're addressing. You're still addressing a need yeah. that you didn't have before. You haven't been able to recover from that need, Was was pass rush with Khalil Mack, and that's why you're getting Ngakwe. That's why last year you got Carl Nassib. That's yeah. why you went with Malik Collins last year. You drafted Cleveland Farrell, you know, two years ago at number four overall to address pass rush, and that hasn't amounted to anything because you're still there thank last God. in sacks. Thank,
1: thank God that Mason Crosby, I mean, Mason Crosby, Max, Max Crosby? Max. Yeah, Max, What's his, yeah, Max. Thank God that he was a hit, you know, because he was a he was a
2: good kid, a fourth rounder. But again, that's my take. I, I just don't understand. I don't understand the direction of this team. I really and that's, don't.
1: And that's where I was headed, because I, I really if, don't. If you if, you, if you if I asked you guys before free agency started last week, before all these moves happened, who are you guys going to draft in the first round this year? <laughs> Not one time you would have mentioned an offensive line. Not I coach.
2: Now, now it's seeming, and they didn't address linebacker. They addressed linebacker last year, getting the two, you know, Corey Little from the Rams and getting Kwiatkowski from the, the Bears. What? But what, again, you,
1: what position were you guys in, in defense? You guys were like bottom five, no? By oh, yeah.
2: Speaking. 29th, I think. That's yeah. why, again, they got Gus Bradley. But, again, that's just one side yeah, of the Gus coin. Yeah, but Gus
0: Bradley even, you know. Yanko, what's your Yanko. take? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, Yanko. look, I think. Uh, but Yanko's I the homer. Say, Remember that. Someone has to be on the show. No, uh, look, with all due respect to what Josh said and within reason, he is absolutely positively right. I, I don't know where they're going. I don't. But I think it would be, uh, at least on my part, hypocritical to to say that I don't have at least a little bit of, okay, faith. If it's a callous towards what the Raiders have done, if it's a kind of just go with the flow type deal, or maybe it's just... To me, it's just a continued commitment to mediocrity instead of excellence. Then so be it. Look, as a fan, to see big names leave like Rodney Hudson, it sucked. It did. It did. I don't think that the Raiders are the ultimate loser in the free agency. I have a bigger one, and now we'll get to that one and there's still do there's still some moves to be made and uh there's still a lot of free agents that maybe they're playing their cards to say okay we're going to let people overpay like for example you brought up Patrick Peterson right yeah he went and got overpaid that's a that's a position that the raiders need on defense secondary maybe a linebacker and there's still some out there
1: but you're happy that they didn't sign Patrick
0: Peterson. Um, the, yes. Especially not yes. That Or much. that they didn't sign AJ Green. Or that they didn't sign... Yeah. Because they've done that before. They go and sign a guy that had some spark in his career. Maybe had a good window of uh, numbers and has talent. but Or you pay $10 million for Marcos Mariota. Well, he, he restructured
1: actually today. He, no, no. But last today, year. Just, I'm saying yeah. last year he paid. you guys yeah. paid $10 million. And I have my thoughts
0: about that. But anyway, the... I do too. (laughs) I'd like to expand on that a little later, by the way. The the mere fact that they let go of a lot of the offensive linemen, to me, was the biggest mind-boggler. For sure. For sure. Derek Carr was just starting to hit, I think, strides in recovering mentally from his injury. He had one of his better years this last season. He did. Why would you... It almost felt that. like
1: he understood the system really well. In the yeah, finally. Yeah, and he finals. had the
0: time to step back and finally start launching some of those more than twenty yard throws. Now he has to get used to another guy. Now the relationship between uh, a center and a quarterback—you said it the other time—was pitcher and catcher, right? I mean, it, yeah. it has to be cohesive. It has to be, you know, one of the best relationships on the team. I'm sure Derek is as frustrated, or at least wasn't necessarily happy. That hudson left the the kenyan drake signing look and maybe i'll have to uh initially keep my knee-jerk reaction into going huh what why but as i sat on it a little bit and i think that's the more polarizing one for the raiders i started to think okay Devontae booker's gone i think josh alluded to it uh last podcast or you know in, in one of our conversations where Devontae Booker was a piece that was good for the offense because he brought another pace when Josh Jacobs was out mm-hmm. or he was getting that that mid-game breather. It's no uh, news to anyone that Josh is still young, that Josh is definitely an investment that the Raiders made, but he went and messed up a little bit this offseason. He got into that car accident, got some stitches on his head, and all cases were dropped whatever, but they must be seeing some kind of immaturity. Just not too long ago, I sent Josh uh, a video of one of the the is it Arnett? What's his first name? Arnett? That's his last name. David Arnett. Yes, the immaturity that this kid has. I follow some of the Raiders uh, players on social media, and they're doing like rap videos. Oh, by the way, uh, by the way, apparently I am too now that we have the CYJ Instagram. <laughs> hey, I got to keep up somehow, right? <laughs> it's an account we share.
1: By but, the way, uh, guys, follow us on the CYJ underscore podcast
0: on Instagram. IG. By the way, yes, sir. The immaturity is it, it oozes out of them. So to bring in someone like like uh, like Kenyon Drake, he's expensive, but to me, what it meant is, all right, I right, I'm to go back to the Charlie Gardner Wheatley duo. Maybe I'm trying to look at the silver lining. All right, a one- two punch, uh, one can do something better than the other. They didn't get the same running back. They're not the same model running back. So they can exploit their skill sets differently. Gruden is an offensive-minded guy. Gus Bradley is bringing people in from the Chargers. He, they made a couple of signings this, uh, within the last couple of days that guys from the Chargers are coming over. His footprint is already being felt. He's starting to do things. There's a new defensive coordinator, and maybe that's where the faith is, right? Hey, Gus, yeah. you, you interviewed great. You did this. You address the...
1: You take care of it.
0: We trust you with you
1: your guys. We're gonna
0: concentrate on, on, uh, on offense. Rinci and Cognito coming back. I I like it. Uh, Denzel Isn't good he coming like 100? back. Yeah, dude. But he's he's aggressive, man. Like that good, dude. is good. He's a nutcase, like, but if he is, he is the type of player Gruden. That's his guy. And that, that's I don't his wanna, kind of player. I don't want to bore listeners with uh, too much Raider talk. The only thing that I that I think is. Uh, I wish they would have made a bigger splash with, you know, Ngakwe and Ganu. What's this? How do you say? Ganik Ngakwe. He's a good signing. I was excited when they signed him. Yes, he's a everything good was
1: trending good at that moment. Yeah,
0: yeah. I actually thought, look, okay, all right, John Brown. Okay, you know, I
1: like he, that. He's signing not too, expensive.
0: I really... It's it's a good... I believe he's an upgrade over over Aguilar, By the way,
1: he I, has the potential
0: I, for sure. I don't know enough about him. The he, only one he played
1: for the Cardinals for a long time. I saw him play like a lot. He was really good. Then played for the
0: Bills. You guys got a good player. The only one that I wanted to ask you specific, Charlie, and this is the one where I'm like, I, I don't know how to feel is Solomon Thomas. Uh Solomon Thomas has
1: a has was a player that unfortunately was played at the wrong position the first two years of his career. That at that point I think his 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 morale was already down. You add the fact that unfortunately his his uh his sister committed suicide, uh, during the football season about two years ago, that was really hard for him. Uh, he was kind of in a hard spot. They t- they've talked about it a few times. So I I, I believe he's a good player. I uh, last year it was training good, and unfortunately he tore his ACL. I, I I believe in the right set of circumstances, you guys might play him well. Do you guys run a, 4-3 or a 3-4? four three or three
0: four? Four 4-3. yeah.
1: So that's where it's kind of unfortunate because he's better positioned with 3-4. But I, I was kind of hearing that they were going to make some – they promised him that they were going to play him in they the did. right place. He so mentioned that. Uh-huh. I, I love the first – I mean, at the end of the day, guys, for some reason he was drafted number three overall. And he was actually supposed to go number two except the Bears loved Mitchell Strabisky <laughs> so much <laughs> that they said, you know what, guys? we'll, we'll, we'll. But apparently the Niners were going to pick up uh, Solomon Thomas at number two. But for some reason, he was picked at that position. Yeah,
0: I yeah, liked.
1: I I, I, I I like it. I like it. I was actually hoping the Niners would be able to pick him up on a cheap deal. I like what you guys did. I I wish Solomon Thomas the best. I really do. Hope he has a great season. And I think I think the Raiders are, at the you know, I think not to get too much into the in the in the in the Drake uh, signing. My issue is not with Drake. I think the the two back system you mentioned it is a good system. My issue is, what did you have to let go to have to pay players like Drake? Yeah, and that's how I will kind of end the whole discussion on the Raiders. Let's let's jump on to another one real quick before we, because I, I know I know you, I can almost hear the yeet already. So I'm starting to I'm starting to feel it. So <laughs> before we get into that, I have I have one. I hate to beat on this man, but the biggest loser of free agency in my eyes were the Chicago bears. There's no question (laughs) to me. The Chicago bears figured out a way to get even worse than they were a few weeks ago. And you telling me, Andy Dalton is now the answer to your question. I'm I'm hearing players want out. I know Hicks wants out. Apparently they're not going to move him, but players are speaking out. Cordell Patterson has been very big on social media saying that everything's a mess. Uh, The Bears are in a very tricky position and and things that they could have maybe fixed, it's bad. And here's a question for you guys. How the heck do the Bears have such a bad cap situation when they don't even have a starting star quarterback? I mean, I believe it when, when you hear it from like these star teams with star quarterbacks, but the Bears don't even have that. So my big takeaway from this free agency is what the heck are the Bears doing? The, the, the Bears are like, Raiders, hold my beer, because we're coming for you guys. Straight <laughs> out. Straight out. But, but am, am I exaggerating on the Bears? Josh, you've been a little quiet. Am I crazy to think that the Bears are, are, are doing some crazy stuff so, out there? What's going on?
2: I honestly blame it on the GM, man. Yeah, uh, Ryan Payne has done a poor job. Uh, and to allude to your point, number one, on the first year on the job, he goes and pays a premium for Mike Lennon. Uh, okay, cool. You go get Mike Lennon. Um, and then you draft Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. How did that turn out Chicago? Um,
1: Don't forget they signed Mark Sanchez as their third quarterback that year.
2: So I don't, I don't understand. I, I, I do, I do get what you're coming from. Um, I, I, one thing Chicago does play well is defense and, and their division is, is owned by the Packers and I'm sure they can kind of squeak by again into the playoffs but uh, I don't I don't get it. I think the most important position to address was quarterback. And it looked like they tried to go overly aggressive. Like there's a bunch of rumors. I don't know if you guys picked up on I it. I don't know that. if it was NBC Sports or NFL Network that shared this. But they were saying that the Bears were going to give two first round picks to Seattle and either Hakeem Hicks. Three, right? Khalil you said Mack. Three? Yeah, it was three, three. and It was either Hicks or Khalil Mack or both.
1: And, and a Seattle rounder.
2: was about to, and then they're like, oh, uh, no. So it looks like he put too many eggs in that basket. Now to allude to your boy, I do think Dalton is, is an upgrade to a certain degree I from agree. Foles and, and Trubisky. Trubisky. Yep. Yes. But my yes. thing is yes. your offensive line is in shambles, which means that you need a mobile quarterback. You don't need a traditional drop back and, and throw. You need somebody to roll out of the pocket. And, and I don't want to be a homer here, but why Dalton does nothing like that so if anything maybe more if, if you would have gone Darnold or maybe if you would have gone Mariota that would have made more is sense the biggest
1: one the one that you know if but, you're gonna go cheap go Mariota look at three and a half million dollars
0: Raiders really right yeah they made them restructure so the Raiders saved seven million this year so yes. I,
2: I think you're on point I mean I I think that Chicago will be fine and to a certain degree uh, but I think they should have fired that GM. And then coincidentally, if you fired the GM, guess what? The new GM that is hired is going to want to bring their new head coach. So of course they're going to fire Nagy and maybe Nagy is, sucks, is not the one I at fault him. here.
1: Maybe, maybe the bears are actually losing out on a really good coach. Maybe, maybe Nagy is going to be one of those situations, like the Pete Carroll's of the world or the bill Belichick's that they were put in a bad situation, their first stint. And then they went to another stint in the NFL and it was great. Why? Because they
0: were put in bad situations at
1: the beginning. So good points. Good points, Yanko. Anything you'd like to mention on the on
0: the? I think you know definitely. At Andy Dalton is going to be, a, I guess, a victim of polarization that the Bears went through and making such a surge for Russell Wilson. There's no way on earth anyone would compare Russell and Andy on the in the same no. conversation unless they were contrasting them, right? And Josh hit it right on the head. A mobile same quarterback, though,
1: right? Gosh, I think, you so. want I think they were the same draft.
0: Who? Yes. Dalton, Dalton and w- Wilson. And,
1: and Wilson, yeah. We shall find was, out.
0: Dalton was drafted the year uh, Kaepernick was drafted, and I think it was the same. Anyway, go ahead. A mobile quarterback would have made more sense. I think even someone, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, but even making a, going, paying a, a little more, Mariota would have been, I think, uh, the best available. But I even think Jameis Winston would have been, uh, made a little bit more sense. He's got an arm. He can move. Uh, but I don't maybe, think Jameis was going to leave. No, no. Saints. But just, I think, <laughs> just in theory, there, to they're... right, is what yeah, you're saying. At, at least, least try to address, put a band-aid on the holes and the weaknesses that is your offensive line. How much more is David Montgomery going to suffer? How much more is the offense going to suffer? And, this is, consider, and this is considering that if Allen Robinson sticks around... Aside from the fact that they're in a division, yeah, I don't think the Lions are going to give them any, a run for yeah. their money. I think the Vikings will. And needless to say that the Packers are going to run with it. So now mm-hmm. you've lost another year worth of losing to Aaron, of competing with the Vikings, and, and potentially you're not going to make the playoffs through your division. So that means what your defense is going to do so much. Their cap space, I Josh had done it earlier. They, I, There's no way, I think that like Khalil Mack has been, maybe a little bit, let me retract that, maybe a little bit, has been worth the money that he's been paid. He he definitely like landed in Chicago and made some huge plays and made good radio talk or podcast talk to go, oh, look at what John Gruden did. He let go of, look at this guy. He's a playmaker. He's this or he's that. Was he really worth that much money? Especially if he doesn't have a supporting cast. Now, he makes a difference maybe in LA, Maybe he makes a difference in Seattle, and maybe he makes a difference in other places. But well, it just San Francisco,
1: goes... hey, or I'm in San Francisco, would that be? Yeah.
0: yeah, definitely. It's not a knock on the player; it's a knock on the management of money and the management of personnel that have put the Bears uh, in this position. And I even think if they would have gotten that mega deal through to get Russell, what does Russell play with?
1: Exactly, and we mentioned is... that
0: last week. What does it's, Russell it's... do? Yeah,
1: You're going from. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and a pretty good cast and running backs and terrible defense to a team that only has Allen
0: Robinson, really. Because, I mean, Mooney's a pretty good guy, but,
1: mm-hmm. you know, you know it, it's, yeah, what, I, I totally get where you're coming from. Absolutely. Okay,
0: it's a, it's a ploy to make Bears fans better, but does it is it enough to beat Aaron? I don't think so. No. I don't so think what? so. Even if they would have gotten Russell, I don't think they're that much better. It keeps, it keeps falling back into what we
1: already mentioned. I think I am in time again. The Bears are delaying the inevitable. What's the inevitable? That they have to rebuild. And unfortunately, the G, yeah, push the, the button G, to rebuild. Yeah, but the GM and the coach are not in a situation where they can do that. They press rebuild, And why does ownership stick with them? You're telling me you guys are going to rebuild something that you guys created? And when I say you guys, once again, unfortunately for the head coach, he's put in a tough situation. If you don't have a GM that supports you or at least backs you up and gets you what you need, it's kind of And going into what we've mentioned, free agency. Once again, free agency. What What is it? What happens out of free agency? A, you either get better, B, you stay the same, or C, you get worse, right? And, and the reason is the Raiders are Correct. probably going to be a worse team than the Bears, but my thing is, I don't think they went down that much in comparison to how much I feel the bears are going to go down. and well, maybe, maybe the bears are ultimately worse than the Raiders, but I believe the bears don't make the playoffs. And I just think, I really think the Raiders are going to be really bad to see what, what they're doing. And I hate to follow so that Charlie. So you're but saying the that if are- the
0: bears and the Raiders played this upcoming year. You think the bears win?
1: I do because of, the, I, so this is how I look at it. And I, and if I picture that potential game, the bears defense can shut down the Raiders offense. But the Raiders' offense, defense, I don't think can shut down the Bears' defense. Offense, does that make any sense? I don't think the defense of the Raiders can do much to stop the Bears, even though the Bears are bad. But I think the the Bears' defense can stop the Raiders' offense. If that makes any sense. But I believe both teams are kind of bad. And, and again, and and wh- let's see what happens with the Raiders off and in the draft. So it's 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 a yeah. little bit of that. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. And, and let's 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 put a pause on this. We can kind of keep talking into it because we're going to transition into a big topic of Deshaun Watson. But before we talk about Deshaun Watson, Mister Yanko is licking his chops already. He wants to he wants to let out some rage. So we want to listen to his Yanko Yeet of the seventh episode of the Cyj Podcast.
0: All right, guys, Yanko's Yeet this week. There was a lot of uh, material that Josh and Cardle's Charlie uh, gave me. Oh, <laughs> I used this government name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. Uh, look, guys, the fact of the matter is, is, that I really appreciated what you guys did uh, last week and, you know, kind of just throwing those those little slingers at me like, oh, Yanko this, Yanko that. But it makes for a good show. And it, it really just shows the cohesiveness Some of my best friends and the people I get along with the most are the guys that can emotionally like split me down the middle. Right. To make it clear, it wasn't an emotional sabbatical. Uh, you know, I was in Cancun, guys. That was that's that's what's up. I was in Cancun, uh, but the heat this week isn't centered around what you guys said. Isn't centered around Trevor Lawrence. uh picks, no picks. Justin Herbert, Charlie biting his tongue a little bit. I, no, none of that. None of that. Uh, he did say Kaepernick and Wieners, but no, 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 no. It's none of that. Or Kaepernick, Kaepernick <laughs> or Kaepernick. Anywho. It's really with the salary cap. So one of the things that we went over was the fact that the salary cap can be a huge detriment for teams, or you have someone like the Jaguars that aren't necessarily a great team statistically, or don't have a huge pile of wins, but they have a ton of money. What I realized during this free agency frenzy was that it does, to a degree, the salary cap doesn't matter. How many guys restructured? How many guys redid? Oh, okay. So you're not gonna pay me? We're gonna make it a quote unquote signing bonus. There's always a scapegoat for the teams that need to do it. The Saints are probably gonna do it best. They had the worst. And it's it's gonna it's they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna figure it out. And the Saints are gonna be better probably than the Raiders. They're gonna go do things, and even though the Raiders had a little bit more money, even though this and that. A little bit is towards the management and the lack, I think, of structure. Not necessarily that the NFL lacks or has or doesn't have. It's just there's so much manipulation that can go on that sometimes keep the better teams better and the worse teams worse. Now, let me step back from an outside perspective and go, hey, well, look at the Bears. We just talked about them and how their GM and their front office doesn't seem to really figure it out. That's on them. You need to figure it out. Go get yourself a GM and a money wizard somewhere and figure it out. Any player I think from what I've, re- what I've saw- seen and saw in the past is signable, is doable. But it all comes down to ego. It all comes down to which player is willing to do what. Look at the GOAT. He restructured again to try to keep the Bucks intact, to try to, you know, I, if they repeat, you know, they might beat the Chargers in the Super Bowl, according to Charlie. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I really feel that if you're a team, and this is going towards Raider Nation, if you're a team that has the flexibility, you have some kind of sense, make it work. Because you can. What excuse is there for you in the salary cap? Restructure, extend, make it a signing bonus. Look, teams, are they make tons of money. And with the new contract that just came in through the NFL TV Ooh. deal, how much more leeway are you going to have? So, hey, uh, Vegas, I'm not going to uh, allude to it too much, but can we get someone better than Spaghetti Arms Crosby and reassure that, that defensive line? Hey, Vegas, how about that, that secondary? And if you're one of those teams, guys, that it might be your version of the Yanko because of the, you're not a Raiders fan and maybe you overpaid for a quarterback... You then might, you might sympathize a little bit. But this week's Yanko Yeet wasn't, wasn't towards anyone. It was just towards how teams can be better and they decide not to.
1: And that was another edition of the Yanko Yeet. Very nice, my friend. Very nice. Um, I like how it wasn't directed, but there was a few jabs at, uh, at, at, <laughs> uh, at, at at Charlie a few times. So good job, man. I like it. Hey, like uh, it last nice. last week's podcast,
0: no, you, you would those zingers would come out but josh was always kind of like okay Yenko's gonna come at the yeet. this oh, is yeah. for sure. this is for you oh, yeah no I, I loved it guys i loved it guys it's oh, good. good although this one wasn't a personal thing this was just kind of like from an oh, observatory yeah. stance absolutely anyone can do anything
1: all right guys so let's talk into a little and I, and i want to note this before we get into anything. The three of us agree that by no means we are going to get into a discussion whether Deshaun Watson actually committed the crimes or not. We all agree that any misconduct towards a woman is completely disgraceful, distasteful, and anybody that does that should be put in jail. There's no questions on that. Most certainly. We agree on that. However, we're not going to talk about that. We are going to mention that as of right now, he is now facing 14 sexual misconduct lawsuits. A few weeks ago, we've been discussing Deshaun Watson over and over. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to talk from a football standpoint. Okay? From a football standpoint, what has now changed with Deshaun Watson? So whoever wants to jump in, go ahead and go, Josh. Do you have any thoughts on this more than anything?
2: Nothing. I I think you eloquently put it well, Charlie, um, to start off this segment. Uh, I still think... Deshaun Watson is a very talented football player and he's going to find a home. If anything, maybe to the detriment of the Texans, his, uh, asking price went down a little, uh, but Deshaun Watson, uh, I don't foresee him playing in Houston, even if he has to sit down, even if he has to sit down for that, this upcoming year, uh, I if the investigation comes back and he is suspended, I that's where it's the the break it rule to a certain degree. But I still think he has value and teams are still gonna reach out for him. So Josh,
1: uh, if, if this happens to be true and he's he's out, let's say it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw it with Ray Rice, it was terrible what he did. Right. But he was suddenly put out of the NFL, he was gone. And he right. got another stint. He tried to get comeback or whatever. Right. You don't think that this could ultimately destroy Deshaun Watson's career?
2: No, because I think Ray Rice was in the tail end of his career. Um, okay. I think so you, we. So you we think understand. the NFL will
1: find a way to just like be okay with it?
2: No, not, not necessarily be okay with it. I, I mm-hmm. think that there's there's a suspension looming, especially with with all of this going on. That's no,
1: no, but sure. I mean, like, look the other way after the suspension. So just be like, all look, right, we were I, we were just I, we suspended him. I, I, don't, gonna...
2: I don't, I don't want to talk talk trash about a sport that I love very much. But here it goes. But that's I what think, we're gonna do. I for think the, next the 15. <laughs> I think the NFL is very hypocritical. Absolutely, they are. It's a business. Um. Let's just go down memory lane. Okay. Uh, Joe Mixon, terrible what he did. Yep. yep. He got drafted and he's playing. Tyreek Hill, terrible what he did. And he's playing. And he's one of the highest paid receivers. Greg Hardy, terrible what he made. And he got chance after chance. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. So we, we could sit here and the list goes on and on and on. If a team feels that you can still play the position, especially the most important position in the NFL, which is quarterback, they're going to take a waiver on you. And, and it doesn't matter what the repercussions are. It's kind of funny that players that that seem that they don't do something so egregious don't necessarily get second calls or yeah. second chances. And I don't want to open a can of worms because well, we know who we're talking down that about, path. but we know who we're talking The lines, about. right? Yep. Uh, so I think that's why the NFL is a little hypocritical that they like to make all these like stands and kind of wash away their reputation. But at the end of the day, full circle, uh, depending on the allegations, depending on the suspension looming, Deshaun Watson is going to is going to play NFL football, whether it be this year, whether it be next year. And, and I think he's going to play with it with a different team.
0: I think. So, Houston-
1: OK, sorry. So before before we transition into more of a standpoint, football standpoint, I'd like to hear a little bit of your thoughts as well, Yanko, on this particular does he so, play another down in the NFL, first of all?
0: I, I completely agree with Josh. Uh it's I feel bad for the, the victims. I feel bad for everyone involved uh, you know, got having to go through a process that now uh is going to polarize their lives a little bit. Yep. Uh, what I think what's missed is I'll use Ray Rice as an example. Ray Rice was basically shunned away from the nfl and i think the only reason that that happened was because there was vivid imagery there was a video that showed clearly how he struck i think it was his then fiance his then fiance do, do you remember real quick yanko
1: that the nfl actually had already given him a, a a punishment before their video came out correct and then after the video they 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 Backtracked and then said, never mind, we're going to suspend him now and I'll sit for 16 years yeah
0: And so we need, to, we need to keep in mind that the NFL is strictly a business. Mm-hmm. How many people have been fired from a, a, the regular daily job, but then go get hired by someone else? You might get paid a little less, but if you can uh, add or contribute to the financial machine that a company is, or in this case, the NFL or a team is, they're definitely going to do it. The more recent examples, I mean, Ray Rice was 2014. That was a couple years ago, right? We already Man. mentioned Tyreek Hill. Uh, a couple of guys uh, on the Niners, Ray McDonald. Domestic yep. violence. Adrian Peterson, although it wasn't towards uh, a woman, it was towards children, which makes it as worse. bad, if not worse. Uh, equally, any any misconduct you know, is bad. Correct. Correct. Ezekiel Elliott, he had his his, his suspension. Ruben Foster had his own version of domestic violence. And and real recue- quick, real
1: quick, Yanko, this is something that I like to bring out because again, I, and this is I'm not defending any side, but this is something that's happened already in the NFL. It happened. I, I'm glad you brought up Ruben Foster. Ruben Foster was a perfect example. And even Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott ultimately did not have any any. Ultimately, he won the battle in the legal court, yet yep. he got suspended six games. Ruben Foster ultimately. The girlfriend admitted that all of it was a lie and it wasn't true. Yet he got suspended, he was put on the exempt list, and he lost out about a year of football. So it we agree that this is going to damage Deshaun Watson
0: regardless. There's definitely going to be a dark spot on, on his resume, for sure. Uh, you can't tell me that someone like the Bears won't, won't take him uh, for it. But uh, getting back to, before we get into the football side of it, I really think that and the culture that we live in, the relevancy of uh, domestic violence, uh, really just taking advantage of men and women, and everything from politics to NFL to pro athletes, there seems to be a way where in that world they can still exist, and it's 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 yeah. really unfortunate. Yes. Derek, uh, not Derek, uh, Deshaun hasn't come out and said anything that at least that I've read or. The lawyer I, came
1: out today. I don't know if you guys read that. Uh... Oh, the the lo- so the lawyer came out today and he brought a statement out completely denying every single accusation. He mentioned that one of the victims actually tried to blackmail them early in January asking for $30,000, I believe, in cash. So, again, we're not trying to get into it, but at least there's a there's a defense on their side We'll we'll let the legal system take care yeah, of that and- part. But that is a response.
0: So and should- I'm going to be I'm going to be completely transparent with our listeners and with you guys. When I saw. The first one, because I think initially it was just one person. Yeah. I thought, okay, that that looks shady. You know, there's all this turmoil that Deshaun's trying to get out of Houston and do everything, and then this hits. But when you have one after the other and after the other, not to not to diminish the first accuser.
1: No, no, but it's hard to think that you can put 14 people and conspire together. Correct. And that's where it gets weird. Again. Correct.
0: Ultimately, Deshaun still has a, a job in the NFL. Maybe mm-hmm. he doesn't get the the same opportunities he would have gotten. He's going to have to have a great publicist and a great team around him to manage every single move. He's going to be under a microscope, and rightfully so, and rightfully so. I read some of the actual accusations that went yeah, into details bad. as to what they're accusing him of, and he, if it everything's true, it's going to be a hard, very hard recovery for him to do. He did some pretty. As accused, he did some pretty nasty things.
1: Yeah, I, I read it too, and, and it's not something to be proud of. All right. So we've we've discussed that side of it. So let's let's put let's let's put two scenarios out there. Scenario number one, let's imagine these accused so we know the legal system doesn't this is not gonna get resolved before the NFL draft. Do we agree on that? Three of us, no. this will this will not be solved before the NFL draft. No, not even. What does this do if you're the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, the Niners, or the Broncos? And I'm putting those four teams because we agree that those are the four teams. Maybe the Bears. Again, I'm going to throw in the Bears as well, but I don't think so anymore. But does is it time for those five teams to completely rule that out as an option and maybe look into it next year? Let's look at this scenario before we look at anything else. This scenario right now.
0: I think from an NFL perspective, they, they sit back, everything's just way too fresh. And to to trade for him or to, you know, sign him to a deal would almost... And not necessarily that they aren't supporting uh, domestic violence. I'm sure everyone does and should. But it was it would almost be like rewarding a, an unmerited thing. And the amount of bad media your team would get for doing it. It's just not Basically worth it. Especially
1: in the... Op- and, and, and something to note normally teams can get away with these weird things in the, in the football season, yeah. because why during football season, people get distracted with football. You do this right now in the middle of, of March, dude, for the next six months, that's all they're going to Everyone's gonna talk attention. About. Yep. So, so the backslash, I'm not even, I'm going to say that. I don't even think the NFL would allow something like that to happen right now, but Josh, what are your thoughts on this? Is, is there a value or even as Houston, If I'm Houston, and this is true, do I even trade him? Because the value has gone considerably down. Maybe wait and see what happens.
2: Well, I think if you're Houston, uh, you're in a crossroads because your reputation to a certain degree as a franchise is on the line on what are you going to do? Forget about trading him. Let's say that that didn't even exist right now. I think more so, what are you going to do as a disciplinary measure? uh are you are you gonna stand by him? Uh, are you are you gonna correct, you know, but but again, my, I think it's a way to approach for all teams that are interested, especially those parties that perhaps we feel that would make the most sense. Uh but I think you hit the nail in the head, man. The PR nightmare, uh, that this is gonna there's no distraction because it's all they're gonna talk about. But the the all focus is gonna be on the who and the what and the and the how. Mm-hmm. Now again I mean, if Deshaun's point, if, if none of these things are true, or if they are, well, I guess we'll let nature take its course, but this definitely took a big hit to Deshaun's stock. And, and now what the Texans do is, is do they cut ties with him? Do do they trade him? You know, most of these teams I think have found themselves in different position because it hasn't been the quarterback who has done some of these things, but to more this is
1: huge this is I don't, I, yeah
2: this is uncharted last waters. Time I,
1: the last time i can think of anything that happened like this and it wasn't even close to it it was big ben no with the with the Steelers, and right like the, that- the face of
2: your franchise
1: yeah. you know yeah
2: and i mean to make a point i know it's kind of different but it's, it was egregious too the one that i can think of even Hobie. though it was something differently was actually michael vick Oh my you know, god. Michael yeah. Vick was a was the face of the franchise of the Falcons. And then when all these allegations started coming out about the dog rinks and everything that he was doing, the Falcons didn't blink twice. They they cut ties with him, you know, and and, and they let the, the, the law take its course. Uh, and you
1: know, there's people that actually became Falcons fans because of that. There was there they did gain it from a monetary standpoint. This could make or break the Houston Texans organization. Right. You know, it oh, could. for sure it could because let's let's put the, Don't just think the, the like, weird especially question like right the now question. yeah the quick question but, can he get cut
0: if these allegations
2: so. are true you can yeah, yeah i
0: absolutely. think you have you as an nfl organization you have to yeah i think so too. you have to and you, you as a player he sits a year Kind of gets all the community. He goes service into rehab.
1: And, he goes into rehab for even, 18 months, something like that. Even to use
0: and, Josh's example for Michael Vick, he came back. He did. But after how long? Yeah. And yeah. I'm not saying that. And as a backup, but we remember he didn't even yeah, come back as the shining star it, anymore. I'm surprised that, kind of from the college football world perspective, that uh, his coach in, at Clemson hasn't come out to say he's not that guy. Dabo Sweeney has always been very vocal, has defended Deshaun, has always done... And to it, is me, it is weird. It's weird that everyone kind yeah. of just thought up. Now, how much of it is, I don't want to get involved. Uh, I don't want to... It's it's just too sticky. But look, Deshaun Watson is either a legit sexual predator or is this has to be the most ruthless attempt to destroy so, someone's character and reputation.
1: So we've talked about how terrible it would be if this was true. But let's... Let's get a little bit into the conspiracy just because of the sake to be fair to both sides of the party, you know. So if this were to be a conspiracy towards um, Deshaun Watson, we mentioned it. Uh, I don't know if you have seen the statement that your lawyer, the original lawyers put out. It's kind of weird. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot towards him and me and me and me. And I've never heard a statement like that where he's kind of talking about himself more than the victims. It's really weird. Again, that kind of goes aside if this were to be a conspiracy that the texans have orchestrated this team has to be sold correct
0: were they not the 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 team that had a, an owner that yeah i think was racist
2: yep well he said something about you cannot He's, allow the inmates to run the your yep. prison
1: i but but even if that didn't exist it, but that's obviously already an asterisk this team needs to be sold. If something like that were to come out, and if there was proof, this team has to be sold, and the general manager is done. And the co- I mean, because obviously this would be one absolutely terrible thing to 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 do. You know, trying to stick it back to your quarterback that doesn't want to be there. Am I right to say something like that? I mean, it happened. Or, at-
0: or conspiracy theory number two. Okay. All right, craziness. Just, just super deep thinking out of this world. What if it's Deshaun? And he's trying to get he's he's gonna he brings this trying out to, trying the to Texans get cut. the Texans cut him, he pays all these women hush money, everything's dropped after they cut after they cut him and he's out of Houston. And he signs wherever he wants, and that team doesn't have to give up compensation. Yep.
1: Yeah, you know what? It, it's I've I've seen it's, crazy it's just things the, happen. the timing yeah.
0: doesn't make any sense yeah, no, whatsoever. It
1: yeah, I I would I would tend to agree with you. If there was if the timing like the way for for he would have to know guaranteed that the that the Texans are going to cut him, and if that's not the case, I think he would be shooting himself in the foot too much. Unless he knows he's going to unless Charlie, he already unless Charlie, he knows he's going to be gone this year. If he knows this year is a wash, then I agree with you.
0: I think we need to remember the type of a uh, culture that we live in and society, the very, quote unquote, woke culture that there is how much how many higher profile people, politicians, owners of huge Fortune 500 companies have received pressure from the culture, from social media, from people around them, because of something that they just go, you know what? I'm done.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm resigning. And this is this is something that could be used as a ploy. To to pressure a, uh, an organization, so you're saying
1: maybe maybe the 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 rights for women or or the, an organization something the media might get so into this that they might force the Texans organization to cut Watson. Is what you're
0: I think it's I'd definitely possible.
1: So where something where like in the next seven days it could just get so crazy because this is something that's still developing. It looks like every day I wake up it's like oh another loss, oh another thing. It it I agree. I could see how that how that could be the how that could be the the case. So. yeah yeah
0: for sure so, so the- I, I i i agree with it
1: i uh we'll, we'll see what happens we'll see what happens particularly on that so I, at the end of the day it's crazy stuff guys it's crazy stuff we'll see what ends up just happening but let's move on to the next part of our show it's it's always the fun the argumentative would you rather section of course if this is the first time you're listening to this show this is where we go ahead and come in we ask each other a would you rather remember these scenarios don't necessarily have to be all that real they could be very fictional but this kind of tests our skills of thinking quick and basically knowing our football stuff let's go let's go all right uh who wants to go first who wants to go first with their question i i I can go i think i i
0: think i might have the easiest one let's go i heard this in another on another conversation uh elsewhere so would you rather okay you're the gm of a of a uh team uh and you need to pick a quarterback would you rather have a justin herbert system quarterback i'm gonna pretend i didn't (laughs) hear that a system quarterback or an athletic quarterback would you rather have a system quarterback or an athletic quarterback? Obviously, there's a, there's a give and a go between both. What
1: well, athletic, you mean running ability, like mobile quarterback athletic? Yeah, so his,
0: he has a great like vertical. Yeah, well, sort of. Yes, that's an example. But he has a great vertical. He has a great 40-yard dash. He has a cannon of an arm. He's mobile. So more like Mahomes. Would you consider Mahomes a system or a, an athlete?
1: I think athlete because he can run too. Okay, let's not say Mahomes because if we
0: would all pick Mahomes at that, but that's a bad
1: example. Let's not say Mahomes.
0: Let's- just just in, in general, would you? I got, you, at I got the, you. You're at the draft, and this guy is like just leaves. So so you're ahead. playing
1: Matt. You're you're playing Madden. You're creating your player, and it tells you: Do you want to be? You want to be a a mobile or I mean an athletic, or you want to be a system quarterback? Yep. It, all right. I like the question. I like the question. Josh, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay.
2: Um. <laughs> I'll go system. I'll let Charlie answer, and then I'll explain my reasoning why.
1: Uh, I am going right to go. You. I am going to go system as well. I don't want to argue today. It's system. I'm going to go system. I, I, I think, and this is my, and, and I'm going to give my reasoning now, and then you can give your reasoning. At the end of the day, system quarterbacks have won more Super Bowls. That's my argument.
2: Uh, to dive in more, I agree with Charlie, unfortunately. Uh, but I think also an, a, an athletic.
1: Argue with me.
2: An athletic quarterback is more reliant on their athletic skill, and I think to a certain degree they're harder to coach. A system quarterback, uh, you give them the boundaries and the parameters, and they're gonna go and run with it, and that's it. They're more coachable in my eyes.
1: And and, and before oh yeah, yeah. I think we're done with your comments sorry Josh go ahead.
2: No no and and an, an athletic quarterback is more reliant on their abilities. And when they reach the age where their athletic ability is no longer existent, then they're going to struggle. And an assistant yeah. quarterback has a longer, uh, I hate to say this and this is unique, but why is Tom Brady still playing up to this point?
0: Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Hey, Charlie is a uh, Justin Herbert, a system or an athlete. <laughs> oh bro. That, so, so that's the beautiful thing about Justin Herbert, bro. He is an <laughs> here. Athletic, we go. He's been you athletic opened quarterback. a can of worms. <laughs>
1: He is an all-pro MVP
0: system quarterback. That's oh, my lit. gosh. Just marry Bam. him, Charlie.
1: Yeah, bro. Justin <laughs> Herbert, this is your number one fan, my friend. <laughs> Yank,
0: but what are your thoughts? I mean, oh, are you going to gonna argue? No, no. System, man. I mean, that, that if anything, I've stood on this whole, since the origins of the podcast is system. I'm always very systematic. i rather rely on the system guy because, it, for me, it's easier to tell a guy, like Josh said, here are your parameters. And then from there, I can tweak the system with the players around him to better fit him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Peyton Manning is another example.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, that's why I said at the end of the day, more have won the Super Bowl. If we go back from Super Bowl one and we go up, there are a few that are a little more athletic, but the majority of them will be system quarterbacks.
0: I do have an example of a guy that was torn between both. Andrew Luck.
1: Yeah. I could see that.
0: He was an athlete, but he's also he was very cerebral in, in the system. And I think the lack of protection, he had to use his athleticism more than what he probably would have liked. Thus, as a a effect, he retired early. I thought you were gonna say Trevor Lawrence, to be honest.
1: He hasn't even played yet, bro. <laughs> Give me a chance. Oh, that's, well man, bro, you should have thought of that three years I mean three weeks ago in the no a month I ago. I still stand week. by
0: Trevor. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get his his name <laughs> tattooed, right, but here's my man. question. Not Justin.
1: All right, and and this question. Driver for life. Forget the coaches right now. Forget the general manager. You are basically you're basically Bill Belichick. You have power as coach and GM. Can wear the cool sweater. Yes, you can, my friend. You can do whatever you want. (laughs) You got the power. Who you want to be right now? March twenty third at nine oh six p.m. as we're recording. Want to be the Indianapolis Colts or the Arizona Cardinals?
2: Hmm. And I'm Bill. And I'm Bill Belichick.
1: You, you, you're whoever you want to be, my friend. I'm just telling you, you got the full control. <laughs> I just part Bill Belichick just because he has basically control over everything. So you're Damn. you're the you're the man, man. You guys are thinking, so I'm just gonna keep blathering here, so if one of you guys starts
0: talking, so we don't have too much. So I'll go first. Okay. To me, I'm going with the Colts. I think they have a, a better defense i I rather, and this might open up a, another uh, can of worms. But oh, man,
1: I, I can see the worms coming
0: out. I'd rather lean on Carson than Kyler.
2: Wow. You just literally bit your tongue out, Yanko.
0: Why?
1: He's, he's more I'll of a I'll go Cardinals. Guy. You're going to go Cardinals. Why? I'll go Cardinals.
2: Uh, I believe more on Kyler than I will on Carson. Carson is a... Uh, Man, I don't even know the guy, and I feel that I have so much hatred for him. Unfortunately.
1: You do. You do, Bro. man. Like, it's, 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 and I'm going to, I'm going to go out and say, I'm going to go Colts as well. I have more trust in Carson than I had doing Kyler. I, I he, Kyler, we just said it, guys. We just had, we actually just talked about it. Do you want an athletic quarterback or do you want a system? Exactly. Quarterback? And, and Car, okay. Up until last season, Carson Wentz was having a, a great career he was there's a reason he got paid what he got paid last nice. year you know whatever you want to argue there's we can go into it every good quarterback has had a battle year at one point this is for you mr joel davila i'm gonna shout out to you i know you you swear that i have this love for carson wentz kind of I like think you think i have a love for herbert i got a love for everybody i just love people bro i just love people that's beautiful. a people person yes yeah, sir yeah. anyway um I, I, I forget Carson Wentz. Even if we put Carson Wentz and Kyler Murray to the side, which is crazy because obviously they're the leaders of your team, but Yankel hit it right on the dot. Defensively, the the Indianapolis Colts are, are top five in the NFL. Their defensive line is good. Their secondary is good. Darius Leonard is a monster at the linebacker position. Yep. They're set. And their running time.
0: backs are young. And, good and too
1: now much. you add the running backs? My God, it, it, this team is set. The Cardinals have question marks? Not too many. I mentioned it. My biggest beef with the Cardinals was their coach. And if at this point I get to be the coach in the GM, I think things are going to get better. But if I had to pick between both, I'm going to go, I'm going to go cold. Josh, I don't
2: even know get- what to say to
1: that. Are there-
2: that the, okay. So the most important position in football is what quarterback quarterback. Yep. So forget the defense, forget the okay. offensive line. I guess you do. You have you have to factor that in if you're if you're a
1: head coach or a GM.
2: I get it. Have not, yes, if not,
1: if not asked Russell Wilson.
2: If the Colts are stacked. I get it. They've done really well. They've they've done great for themselves. I think the only thing the Colts don't not have is a receiver, probably or receivers. They got a bunch of little twos and threes. Maybe they're developing. They do. They have they a do. stout offensive line. They have a great defense from top to bottom. They've made great choices. I get all that. But I'm not sold on Carson, and I am on Kyler.
1: So, so going back to what you're saying, that the receivers, he had worse receivers in Philly outside of Ashton Jeffrey and Ertz for a while there. He and he did. He got them to the playoffs with a bunch of. Practice I just
2: blocks. think, man, this guy. I, I don't know. Again,
0: is Kyler not him. one one strong hit away from like being I, completely? Thanos it and a looks, annihilated. It looks
1: like a little mouse running we're, over. We're
2: living, we're, we're living in the NFL yep. world, right? And I think now uh, stats as a quarterback are exacerbated, meaning that if you're not completing. A big big bro, word alert. Bro, yes. Big, big, big word alert. Boom, boom, boom. So, so check this out, okay? To allude to your point, the best completion rate that Carson Wentz has had in his career has been 2018. You, you want to know what it was? 70. Okay. 70, if we round it off. Kyler Murray, we only have two. Two seasons, right? We have a lesser sample of Kyler Murray. Right. His rookie year, 64.4. And last year, 67.2. Now, I I know Carson's is higher, but to me, it comes down to coaching. From what I've heard... But the people that dedicate themselves into this, I just think Carson is just an ego maniac. And I get all all NFL players are, quarterbacks are, but I don't think he, he you have the ability to coach him. If he's stead in his ways. He's gonna do whatever the hell he wants. He's Carson Wentz, he's a six five. And then you guys talk about frail. Dude, Carson Wentz is like six, five, 250, and he's always injured.
0: Well, he's, he's always, always well, freaking because he injured. He needs to learn to stop being the athlete and be the system.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I agree. I, yeah, I, I agree. And, and, and um, yeah, I, I I don't think there's much there to. Let, let's put this you mentioned the stats of the completion percentage. Tyler Murray runs the spread offense where he has five receivers at his disposal every single drive, every single play, practically. Dude, his odds are considerably higher to be able to catch or okay. to complete. flip them. Flip them. Carson we're gonna
2: go, like we're gonna do the we're gonna do the game here
1: okay All
2: right. you put kyler murray under frank reich what do you think you get
1: Did you have a good team too because i'm not saying kyler is a bad quarterback but i think carson's a better quarterback you
2: put carson with with he's i, I think he's a terrible coach kiff kingsbury what are you gonna get
1: oh well, again we're not talking coaches though we're not talking coaches no we're i know no. the coach Let's. We are the exactly Colts. so. I, so I so
2: that's why I would feel that I would have Kyler better. I'd be better suited to win with Kyler Murray than I would with Carson Wentz. The no, team no, no. of the Colts is better, but I would what just I go say. quarterback being the most important position. I would go Kyler.
1: So you're saying you're, you'll pick the Colts and then call the GM in Arizona? Hey, like, I'll give me Kyler. I'll give
0: you Carson. Yes. <laughs>
1: All right. Yes. So if that if that if that answers the question, let's go on to your question, Josh. Let's go. I'm,
0: I'm signing Josh Rose. <laughs>
1: I'm going going for the goat. Okay,
2: so this is this question is a little bit more gut wrenching. Nothing um, specifically. okay? Okay. So, would you rather your team lost in the final play of the Super Bowl? Okay. Final play. Final play of the Super Bowl. Would you rather your team lose by an interception in the end zone or a missed field goal? Shout out. (laughs) it's tragic
1: no matter how you say it's tragic
2: it's tragic but would you rather lose in a super bowl in the final drive would you rather lose by an interception in the end zone alas seahawks or would you rather lose by a missed field goal
1: missed field goal uh Why, why why i i can cut the kicker and bring it back another year and my quarterback doesn't have to second-guess himself. My receiver doesn't have to second-guess himself. My play caller doesn't have to second-guess himself. Kickers, I mean, unless we have a high-end kicker, I, that would kind of stink. But I think... Ray Finkel. Young yeah, Exactly. Yes, sir. And Yanko, uh, what did you, oh, Adam, uh, you... Mr. Vanderjack from the Colts. Uh, I think at that point, it's a lot... It's a bigger issue. To, I mean, look at the Seahawks. I mean, it, they they couldn't recover from that. I guess you can ask the Bills to and they haven't recovered from it either. But, but in reality, I think it's easier to recover was, from a missed field goal than an interception.
0: Hmm. Yanko? I'm going to go interception. But my reasoning kind of kind of goes in line with Car- with Charlie, but uh, but opposite, his, but <laughs> but uh, sort of. So hear okay. me out. All right. To me, the quarterback needs to be the strongest-minded person on the team. That's why you call Kyler. Oh, my gosh. Carson (laughs) Wentz. Calm down. Justin (laughs) Herbert. No, so... Jimmy G. A a coach is replaceable. An offensive coordinator is replaceable. Uh, The people who who coordinate and sit on the sidelines and call the plays, I think you can either improve or... uh, You know, unless it's Sean McVay, right? Who is like an anomaly. That's replaceable. A kicker, replaceable. These are guys that historically or stereotypically don't last as long as, I'm going to move the goat out of the equation here, but don't last as long on a team as much as a quarterback does. Correct. If my quarterback, that the team that I'm on or own, or I forget the, the scenario you gave Josh, but if my quarterback mentally breaks down and can't build after one of the biggest failures that you had, if it was his fault then i don't i don't want you on 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 the team you need no. to be able to recover mentally mature and grow so that it makes you a better person i think rising from the ashes per se as a stronger person mentally is better than uh than me being with the guy that is going to be kind of just not knowing who he is or can break down in, in a moment's notice in the under the big lights you're gonna make mistakes dude does it suck to lose the Super Bowl that way it does it does but Peyton Manning got a he got intercepted in the Super Bowl and still won and won another one how many examples of mental but this is the last play then that... no and, I and, know it's and, the last and, play. And, and
1: before anything Yanko this isn't the heat by the way
0: just just throwing it it's out oh <laughs> well I, you guys said I was gonna get two that's true
1: that's true no, thanks so you're just, saying mental, y-
0: mental stability and uh mental uh the mentals up here being able to recover i rather prefer after that
2: so you you think you allude to this perhaps that it's going to make your quarterback stronger perhaps yeah
1: because he won't make that mistake again I, basically you're i want it's going to make him a better football so let's player. Let's, yes. let's put this in perspective Let's imagine the, the in, a, in this scenario, the Seahawks go back to the Super Bowl the following year from this crazy scenario. It's the same situation. It's, it's, they're in the goal line. Isn't it safe to say that they're going to start second-guessing their mistake that they did, too? They might have more confidence, but now now they're thinking, no, we have to run it. But now the defense thinks that, too. Isn't it a second-guessing game? Oh, I mean. Whereas, whereas with, the kicker, that sure. with the kicker, it's just like, well. We have another kicker. All he has to do is make the. I mean, the odds are 50 50, basically. Make it or miss it. That's it. There's no way. But other- if I'm
0: back, would you rather not be a franchise that keeps going to the Super Bowl than not? No,
1: no, yeah. But but the question isn't about going back or not. It's just. No, about I, know, I know. I know. How do you rather lose? I rather lose with the field. I just. I really rather. But Josh, you've, you've been quiet. You haven't said anything.
2: I would rather lose with the field goal. Now, to make your point, uh, I remember watching this because I was too young, but I do remember that travesty. Uh, the Bills lost multiple Super Bowls because uh, of work. kickers.
1: So the cool thing about Be- because the Bills of the is the they lost in every
0: possible way.
2: Because of the kicker. It wasn't necessarily because of they were the other team was that much better than them, or maybe the Cowboys were, right? But anyways, but it was because of the kicker. I forgot what the kicker's name is. I think his, his name was uh, I Sir
1: kicks
2: I a lot. Look it up right now. But anyways, yeah, I would choose wide.
1: What is in it wide? Right.
2: <clears throat> it was. Uh, <laughs> that's
1: that's basically what it was. All right, was, guys. So th- this this was, this was cool. Not as much argument as much as like, a little bit more mellow today. The, the Carson Wentz and Kyler Murray were Josh's kind of. I think it's the it's the medicine. We're we'll, we'll, gonna we'll go with that. It's probably the medicine. Kyler Murray. All right, guys. Carson. We got we, we got Scott two questions. Scott Norwood. We're, 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 there you go. Yeah, that's it um we we have two questions guys on the mail back questions section so we're going to go into them real quick uh here we go real really quickly it says uh from diego Malta. Sup guys a few topics i would like to get more details of uh, or y'all's point of view would be the new signings of the cardinals which we've kind of talked and if that pushes their case for real playoff super bowl contenders wow also just because i'm a cowboys fan oh man pobrecito. what do you all <laughs> think of our quarterback does he elevate the cowboys or keep them at their regular eight and eight? And why did they not push for Wilson if he gets clearly better? All right, guys, let's break this in parts. Number one, Cardinals. Let's go into that. Cardinals, are they a Super Bowl contender? We've already talked about the additions. Are they a Super Bowl contender? Yes. Why? No. Why not? Josh, you are nodding emphatically no. No, because the of title. their
2: because of their head coach. Yeah. Simple as that.
1: Simple as that. I, I'm going to second you on that. I've been emphatic about Clinsbury. No, because of their coach as well. Uh, it goes beyond. If he doesn't uh, – look at Sean McVay. He's he learned to adapt his system in the last couple of years. He's been adapting. A good coach realizes it can't just be his way. He has to adapt. And, and again, that's why it's not a hatred towards the Cardinals – I, I, historically speaking, I hate the Rams more than the Cardinals. I, the Cardinals are the, the team I like the most in the, my division. To, if I had to put it that way, the, the Rams have adapted. The Cardinals haven't. This is the year to figure that out. If they adapt, they are a Super Bowl contender. If they don't adapt, if Cleansburg doesn't adapt, they might not even make the playoffs.
0: I don't, uh, I have to agree. I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. I'm not going to elaborate on the coaching side. I'm going to go more with the fact that I think there's, leaps and bounds significantly stronger teams in the NFC than the Cardinals. Yeah.
1: That's a good point. at least
0: within the three, three, so year basically,
1: window. even, even with their moves, they're not as strong as say the, the bunks, no, obviously. I don't think
0: they not, get past Aaron. I don't think they get past Brady. Look, I,
1: I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I don't think they're, I, I don't believe they're better than the Rams. I'm not sure they're the best team in the division right now. And, and, and with the Niners, I think it's a, it's a battle. It's going to be a battle for the next couple of, uh, at least for this season, for sure. Okay. So the second part of the question was about the Cowboys. So our good friend here is a Cowboys fan, uh, and he wants to know: First of all, does Dak Prescott the signing does this elevate them from an eight and eighteen? I'm going to answer yes, but Josh is once again emphatically saying no. Why not, Joe?
2: Because I don't think the contract had anything to do with it. I mean, <laughs> but he was hurt last year. Well, he was. We we, we, we
1: mentioned it last year, last year, <laughs> last week. They would have won the division, if if um, if Prescott plays. Uh,
2: Cowboys Preston were terrible he, last year. He probably would have won at eighty eight. <clears throat> they so. should have gone zero and four, straight up. You know that. Yeah, agreed. They, before they won mm-hmm. against the Giants in miraculous, game. I don't. Um, I don't. I'm not hating on Dak. I think Dak should should have gone back to Dallas. Um, I think he does He does make the team better than what they were before. But I think you already know what you're going to get with Dak. Yeah. It's as simple as that. He, he is a winner. He is. But a he's not going to be – just because he signed the contract doesn't mean the Cowboys are going to be Super Bowl contenders. They might win the division because he's probably the best quarterback in the division. But – I'm not so sure he's gonna win the division. Outside of
0: that, like, what do you get? Have you seen? No, all but, the Giants but, are loading up. The Giants Man. are loaded
1: up. But, but Daniel Jones is still a question. But yeah, Daniel Jones is a question. Personally, personally, the, the Washington thing is, defense is low. yeah. At Washington defense wins championships, but we also know that in the NFC East, nobody repeats. So the so the <laughs> Washington football team already are they already? If, if we're gonna go by history, they're not gonna win. So this is a three team battle. And the Eagles are not going to win it. So to me, this is a two-game battle, two, two-way 2 battle between the Giants and the Cowboys. That's how I see it. Uh,
0: I don't think it makes them significantly better. I think uh, the, the cat's out of the bag uh, when it comes to Dak, the way he plays, what he is. He gave uh, the Cowboys mediocre seasons before he got injured. I don't think he would have done too much better this year. Is it a significant upgrade from well, the quarterback? He was, team? Got,
1: he was having a record. He
0: was. Season. Is it a significant, uh, upgrade from the quarterbacks? They ended up finishing the season with after he got injured. He is, I just don't think he has, uh, not he, the Cowboys detriment won't necessarily be at the quarterback position. I think it'll be at the defensive position. Agree. And, Agreed. uh, just kind of like what I said with the Cardinals, I think there's way stronger teams in the NFC than what the Cowboys are to be direct to Diego, uh, close friend of mine three years ago he made a bet with me saying that within that three-year time frame the cowboys were going to win the super bowl oh man you're about to cash in and that when they did i was going to have to post all over social media on both my accounts and his accounts me wearing a cowboy jersey diego my friend yeah one year and it ain't happening
1: Okay. So quickly, eight and eight over under, Yanko. Uh, over. Josh. Over. Over. So oh, we agree on that. So nine and seven, ten and six. Game and a
0: half. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Sounds good. And, and final thing. And this one's gonna be, I think, pretty easy. What they had? Why did they not make a push for Wilson? Too expensive, oh. right? It's too expensive. It's too expensive. It would have <laughs> made your team even worse because of what you've had to give up. Cost. Uh,
2: I'm going to open a oh, can of worms here. Oh my here we go. God. I
1: thought this was going to be easy.
2: No, sir. Okay. So I think the trade for Russell Wilson would have been perfect for the Cowboys.
1: Why? I, I did say that it was a perfect scenario, but I. I Why?
2: The because Seahawks. they would have unloaded a lot of overpaid players that they have paid in the course of these last two or three years and they would have
1: cleared the they on cap. But, but, but you're saying that the Seahawks would have taken those players? Well, in this yeah. great center, because why would this? And and again, it, it's true. If that's the scenario, if if we're going to go that route, I agree with you, Josh. But in what world would the Seahawks take a twenty million dollar Cooper, or uh, maybe Elliot, I could see Elliot. Maybe in what Lawrence.
2: in what world that <laughs> would the Seahawks trade your franchise quarterback?
1: In a world where they get play, they get good players that aren't or, or picks. I, I, I like your I like your way of thinking. I think it's true. It, 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 yes. You unload a lot of money. But Seattle was not going to take
0: up on those contracts. I think the biggest ones think- were Amari and not Trevor Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think and he just likes to say Trevor
2: Lawrence He
1: just, he just, no, Demarcus. You know, just think of it as
2: you give him two first round picks, you give him Dak, you give him Amari Cooper, and you give him Zeke.
1: Well, you weren't going to give him
0: all the oh, deck. You're giving the, well, okay. who's
1: Russell going to play with? CeeDee Lamb? CeeDee Lamb? Gallup? And Gallup, and Jarwin then Blake Jarwin's coming 10.
2: back. Tony Pollard is there.
1: And you signed a couple free agents now, here and there. You salute, oh. you you draft, you draft. In the uh, NFC East, yes. Devontae Smith.
2: Would you or, rather play if you were Russell Wilson? What is what is a likable? What is the what is the highest degree of difficulty? Playing in the NFC West or playing in the oh. NFC East? Oh, Russell will own that division. Do they like nobody's business? Okay, yes. so
0: applying the the question he asked, if Dak makes them better we said a game game and a half how many games does russell make them better
1: oh psh, dude in that division they go six and oh i believe they i generally they can they go sweep 6-0. everybody well, i do russell, so yeah yes i don't think there's any question they go six and oh and at that point you're saying in the next 10 games all you got to do is at least win four of the next 10 very easy to do so i think easily two to four games is upgraded with Russell. Do they make it better? Yes. But the price is just, was just It's too much, just too it? high. Yeah. I, I think the price wise. They, so in this, in this, in this scenario, that's why they didn't do it because the price was too high. And, and not only ego. that, and, and not only the ego, um, Seattle probably said no. So, I mean, they said no to Chicago. And I think when you line up both offers, Chicago's offer was so much better. I think so. At the end of the day. So, much yeah. Better. So, Thanks. all right. One final, one final question. Sorry, Mr. Josh. It's from our, our good friend, a.k.a. El Swami. So, El Swami Salami. El uh, Swami Salami. Andrew Sapien Jr., 49er nerd from Instagram. Great job, guys. Enjoy listening. So, here's the question. Is Belichick's legacy in question, or was it more Brady than Belichick's success in New England? We kind of touched on it a little bit Dang. earlier. But is, is, Belich- is Bill Belichick's legacy in question?
0: I'll let Yanko go first. I don't think it is. I don't think it is because, you know, knee jerk reaction. What I went to is that Bill plugged in Tom, not by choice, but because of injury. And I think he was able to really employ. Tom Brady
1: doesn't have this career if it wasn't. No,
0: I don't think he does. I don't think he does. And he he made Tom a system quarterback, put him in a great system. And then you add the football knowledge and intelligence that Bill has, even if Bill doesn't win another Super Bowl, even if Bill's all-star team that he's all-star free agent, friends, he doesn't, ends up being a dud. He's still the coach that has X amount of rings and was successful with the same guy.
1: He's still the greatest coach of all time,
0: I, I think, regardless of how. I, I really do think so. Um,
1: I, I do. I, will. I got some ugly... Remarks on there. I, maybe I, I said something that uh wasn't true. But here here's what I think when it comes to Tom Brady. It almost feels to me like he's had two careers. He had his first her first half of his career with the Patriots, where he won three Super Bowls. Where I feel he didn't win those Super Bowls. I feel Bill Belichick and his system got him those systems that that, that. then it feels like the whole Super Bowl loss to the to the Giants. Made them realize, you know, we got to get better at this. Tom Brady got way substantially better. And I think the second half of the Super Bowls that he went to the Patriots are because of Tom Brady. I think the, 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 the ones he won were because of Tom Brady. And then the the the, the one in, in, in Tampa Bay is because of Tom Brady. So what I'm trying to get to is I think it was an effort of both. I think Tom Brady doesn't succeed without Bill Belichick. And I don't think Bill Belichick succeeds without Tom Brady and i don't think tom brady ever comes to tampa bay if it's not for bill belichick. so at the end of the day, tom brady is is like a, is like a good wine, he's just getting better with age. but he's been put into the situation thanks to bill belichick. so if anything, the more tom brady wins, the more i think bill belichick's legacy continues to rise. even if he can't win because he created tom brady. he's the guy that found tom brady, so that's how i would what i would go with.
2: i would think that Belichick's gets tarnished at all. I have anything. Um, I kind of to allude to your point, Charlie, uh, just to kind of go right quick 2002, they played the Rams, greatest show on turf. It was because of that defense that the Patriots won. And then they play against Carolina and they beat Carolina too. Uh, it was a high scoring game. I'm not going to take any merit away from Tom, but uh, 2005, they beat the Eagles 24 21. Uh, Defense. They were they were loaded that year too, man. With with defense. They were stout. The Seahawks, how did they win that Super Bowl? Because of defense. Uh the Falcons, yes. Brady went berserk. But if it wasn't for Bill Belichick clamping down the second half on defense, Tom would have never been able to, you know, succumb the, the offense. So and yeah, Kyle, he does, and
1: Kyle Shanahan's bad play calling in the fourth quarter didn't help. Bad. Yeah. And yeah.
2: then uh, against the Rams, the same thing. 13 to three, just goes to show you defense. They, they slow, they slow down, you know, the, the Rams, uh, tenacious attack. So not to take any credit away from Tom Brady. I think they both go hand in hand, but nah, Bill, Bill Belichick has it already made in the sand, man.
1: Well, and, and, and we've, and it. we've realized it the year, uh, Brady couldn't play Matt castle came in and they had a pretty good year. They didn't make the playoffs, but it was a weird year. Cause they had 10 wins, but they didn't make the playoffs. So it, we we can agree that they don't exist without each other.
0: Yeah,
2: because I, I, he was he wasn't that great in Cleveland. Yeah, uh, it wasn't until Bill Belichick or Tom Brady fell in his lap. So
1: yeah, actually, I
2: mean, it wasn't. It was because of Drew Bledsoe getting injured. Yeah,
1: yep. yeah that's exactly that's, that's really what it was. What it, was. And it's funny. Funny note on that is Drew Bledsoe goes down. Tom Brady comes in and plays every single game. Moving forward, he takes over as a starter. And in the AFC Championship, is it Steelers? It a cha- yeah. he actually goes down. And guess who comes Andrew in and Bledso. gets the Super Bowl? Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledso. So funny story Crazy, there. Huh? Imagine in an alternate universe, Bill Balichick Drew. says, you know what? You got us a Super Bowl. Now we're going to go with Drew Bledsoe. Whoa,
0: Crazy little. What champion. if? What if, right? What, what if, if? All right, indeed. guys. So right, one, one question for you real quick. And this yeah. is because it was the biggest signing, the richest left tackle. Trent Williams you like it
1: I love it um I mentioned it I'm not a fan of it scares me it scares me to pay a lot of money to one particular player but I mentioned it last week Trent Williams is the best left tackle in football by a landslide and it's this is gonna be the homework I thought this before he was with San Francisco with Washington he's you you watch the tape on the man and he's just a man playing amongst children it's it's ridiculous uh, the contract is six years, and he's supposed to average $23.10 million. It's funny little note. he's He basically got a $10,000 extra increase on his salary just to beat David Bakhtiari by $10,000 and be the highest-paid uh, left tackle in wow. football. It's funny. $10,000. Yep. I, actually, uh, Bakhtiari actually tweeted that out. funny thing is, though, it's not really a six-year. It's, it's really, really a five-year, $20 million-a-year contract. The sixth year, I don't think it'll actually ever develop. It won't actually happen. So I love it. Not only that, they added the center, Alex Mack, from the Falcons. This offensive line is going to be really good. I I hate to sound like a homer, and just to conclude, I had the Niners as a winner in the free agency of this week. They did a lot of really good moves. They re-signed their people. They got some good little ex-players to come in and, and work out, and I'm going to throw it out there. If Jimmy G doesn't succeed with this team, Jimmy G needs to be gone next year because they've done everything they can to make it work with him. So just to answer your question, Yanko, I love it because I feel they're doing everything they can to protect Jimmy. And as we know, the issue with Jimmy is health. So I'll kind of conclude my thoughts with that.
0: Real quick, guys, I just remembered uh, talking about big contracts. You guys talked about Taysom Hill's massive contract last week. It's up to, but every year is voidable. So they don't really have to pay. Yeah. He didn't get that big of a lucrative contract. It's up to and incentives. and
1: Yeah. No, and no. We, we mentioned that basically it's bogus. It's a bogus contract.
0: Yeah. It's, it really is. It's basically, once again, you mentioned it in your geek. Ye- yep.
1: Janko, this is, heck, uh, I've mentioned it a few times, the Saints GM and his wizard that he has. Every team in the NFL should have one of those.
0: <laughs> you really should. For sure. So,
1: all right, before we conclude, uh, Mr. Josh, is there anything you'd like to include in this week's director's cut? Uh,
2: right quick, guys. Uh, Andy Dalton, uh, 2011. So he did not meet Russell Wilson. Russell so Wilson the year was before. the following year. Okay. So it was 2012. Gotcha. Uh, other than that, you guys kept it clean and professional and great I'm pronunciation actually... from Yanko and from Charlie. There was Well, no what about bitterness. your big
1: word, bro?
0: bro. Exacerbation,
2: exacerbation. <laughs> Put that in your, put, put that in your, in your Rolodex of words. Next time you want to sound uh, proficient. <laughs> hey guys, uh, what's up with this weather? It's exacerbating my uh, <laughs> allergies.
1: Wow. story, bro. True story. Wow. That, is, uh, that is a exacerbating. Fun- I, I am So no, that's, that's funny stuff. All right guys. So we have hit another episode. We've hit the end. Uh, any f- concluding thoughts I'd like to mention some real quick thoughts about next week's uh, show. We're going to try something a little innovative, guys. So we have, by that point, it will have been almost two weeks since free agency started. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually break down every single team in the NFL. We're going to break it down. Each one of us will have homework as to which teams we're going to break down. We're going to go into depth. We're going to give the pros and cons of each team. And at the end of the episode, we will actually go back and give our predictions as to the 2021 season. Division winners. Division winners. Uh, wild cards, maybe a little bit of playoffs, just quick. We won't go into too much in depth. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Once the draft comes in, we'll retouch this subject just to see if any teams got better or worse based off the draft. In a year, once the season's over, we'll come back and see how good we were or how off we ultimately were. Correct so, the window, sir. Any final thoughts? And don't forget, we will we we might get to Would You Rather? If not, we'll definitely have a, a mailback question. So definitely send in your questions. Next week, we'll definitely be on that, though. So, All right, guys. Uh, any final thoughts?
0: Not
2: at any
1: all. Any final man. thoughts, Mr. Yanko?
0: No, man. It, it was good to be back. I'm glad and happy it happened. Ready to go for next week already.
1: You got it, my friends. All right, guys. And once again, this has been another edition of the CYJ podcast. Till next time, my friends. See ya.